And welcome back to We Bought a Mic for Good Mic Hunting, the show within the show in which we talk about the career arc of Mr. Robin Williams. Mm. We're back. Happy Father's Day mm-hmm. <laughs> to all the fathers out there. To all the daddies. All the papas. My name is Ernest. Um, I just got back uh, from following the band um, Sugar Ray. Across the country, mm-hmm. um, my name is Hunter, <sighs> and I'm I'm a troubled schizophrenic screenwriter, Drew. Mm-hmm. Well, whenever you see a mime on the feast on the on the street, you just want to like kick it in the face. Right? You uh, just you teach thing. English as a third language at the local Hebrew school. <laughs> yeah, crazy joke, crazy joke there. <laughs> I laughed, <laughs> and for the first time, welcome to the show, Steve Addington. How you doing, man? Oh my God, I'm so well. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk about this movie. I've almost it's... never been more excited to talk about a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been uh, we've been buddies for a minute, Steve. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I told you I was doing this podcast, Robin Williams series. Yeah. And I showed you the list of movies that yep. were available. And I put this movie on that list as a on a total whim because Billy Crystal com- comes up a lot as like kind of a contemporary to Robin that could have maybe been up for a lot of the same roles. And in some episode, I don't even remember which one, we discovered that they made a movie together. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let's I'll put it on the list, whatever. Like this, you know, didn't think much of it at that time oh. until I oh. handed you that list. Oh, baby. And you pointed at you it pounce with full force <laughs> which means i made all of you watch it yeah <laughs> yeah man i i watched that movie like back in the day and i i loved that movie uh, like it was a great movie i thought it was hilarious robin williams is obviously great the cast is it's a it's a good cast um i haven't seen it in a while but then i rewatched it uh with my fiance the other day took some notes and I was like, wow, this is still so good. <laughs> <laughs> Aged perfectly. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you're you're gonna be the defender of Father's Day. I'm here on for the it. Show today. <laughs> I'm here for it. You're riding hard for Robin and Billy, uh, looking for their son, their little baby boy. So called their their alleged son. Yeah. It's it's insane. Like, if you just like look at the recipe for this movie. Like, it kind of seems like a can't-miss property. Like, it is Robin Williams and Billy Crystal kind of at the peak of their comedic powers. Right. Billy Crystal is, like, kind of in a little bit of a weird spot if you look at his This is almost a right decade here. after When Harry Met Sally. Yeah, eight years after yeah. When Harry Met Sally in 89. But, I mean, it's still, like, he's still, you know, around. Relevant. Everybody knows still Billy relevant. Crystal's face. Um, weirdly, he gets second billing on here to Robin. They actually, okay. This is, you're tapping into uh, uh, credits, earnest nerd mode okay. here. That here they get go. co-billing. They actually possibly. share a title card above the title. They are both above the title. That is true. Oh. So. Okay. All right. That's fair. 
But does that mean something? Different? It it means that they that neither of them is the quote unquote star of the movie. They are both the stars. If of it's the like movie. the same size next to each other, yeah, on, on the right, on, which means they probably got paid the same amount or close to. They it. both got paid. F- $42 million, and then it only cost a million to make this movie. Um, Are you sick? Did you look no, that up? Just, I'm, oh it actually, it, okay. it cost I'm $85 million, guys. How the fuck did this movie cost It was It was mostly spent million. on Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray's expensive, <laughs> man. Sugar Ray, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, and Paul McCartney. Yeah, oh, yeah. Your classic I, trio of so things. How, the most shocking thing is how crucial to the plot of this <laughs> they're movie integral. is the band Sugar Ray. Yeah, they oh, matter a lot crucial. to the movie very important but like just looking at it so sugar ray was like kind of a becoming a hot little item they play a key role we have two comedic icons we have early prime julia louis dreyfus and totally wasted um i know you have she's really acting she's really trying fucking the guy who made ghostbusters twins like he is kind of at hit the peak of his powers paul mccartney just throw him in there he'll write two songs for the soundtrack sure I want this movie to have a do-over. I want us to take the same group of people mm-hmm. and like let's just try this again. I wanted because this feels like the worst possible version <laughs> of this movie. Um, Ivan Reitman passed away this year. Uh, rest in peace. Um, he wasn't a great director. He was really good at uh, having Bill Murray in his movies. To be, if I'm if I'm fully honest, like his three most iconic movies are all movies where the <laughs> the 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 cast is improvising most of the lines, which is particularly in Ghostbusters. Here. Exactly. Yeah. I um draft day with like a word. No, that movie sucks. I that movie is terrible. I hate draft. Have day. you seen draft um, day, Steve? No. I, oh, draft day. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't the Kevin so. Costner movie where the Cleveland Brown he like saves the Cleveland Browns no. franchise. Is it new? The Hold most it? insane trades that you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, Ivan's output outside of his classic Ghostbusters stripes meatballs and then Ghostbusters two you can count in. Hey, kindergarten, kidney kindergarten cop yeah exactly i just kindergarten cop rocks watching hey. this movie i didn't see any creativity at all in the direction it's rough i didn't see any yeah. like because there's a lot of they're pretty big like visual jokes and they don't like i wasn't reading them as jokes even so much of this movie is is very unfunny it's it's very <laughs> it's, it's a confusing movie I think yeah that, yeah i think one of the maybe you know i don't know what i'm talking about but i think they were like well we got two big stars let's just yeah, let's give just them go. a shitty script or whatever, and it'll be funny. Exactly. Yeah, well, because so they many got, movies yeah. can get by on that if they just allow the characters to riff with each yeah. other. And there's like little little moments in here where like Robin Williams yeah. and Billy Crystal are in a car together, and they actually have like some banter where Robin Williams isn't playing like a schizophrenic or whatever he's trying <laughs> to do. Lots so of thoughts weird. about Robin in this movie. Um, but like where they aren't doing plot-driven banter and they're actually kind of just going yeah. back and forth with each other. And it's fun. It's better. So, But this yeah. movie's like overwritten for what it's it needs so, to be. So let me, I'll read the, yeah, you know, the IMDb synopsis really quick. So, because I'm assuming the listener has not watched this movie. <laughs> Most people <laughs> had not seen, um, I, was, I was so shocked that you had like a history people. with I'm this I'm so movie. glad. These are my favorite movies I to do though. sorry for those people. A woman cons two old boyfriends, played by Crystal and Williams, into searching for her runaway son by convincing both of them that they're the boy's father. Deranged. Sweet. So that's a... You could see Man. the skeleton of a plot there. It's a crazy thing for this lady to do. I don't know why she it's did it. It's a sociopathic She's thing. She's a crazy for, person. For 
uh, what is her name? Uh, Natas- huh. Natasha Kinski, the actress Why who plays she, the mother. That actress um, I thought was awful. Yeah. Yeah. I th- so. Colette, I believe. Yeah. Is We're going to get more into it, but she definitely had more to do or- in the original version of this movie to like make us care about her and fucking Bruce Greenwood. Um, Yo, and Bruce Greenwood. To make us care about their relationship Rip. in any way and like it just does not work. Maybe it's because she was a really bad actor. Yeah, she, I don't know what so, happened there. But or the, the motivations behind why she should lie well, to these men. <laughs> yeah, where, where was the live-in dad? Like, the dad? Like, why didn't Bruce he? Greenwood? That's his that's name? Yeah. Why? That's yeah. the where guy was who was... He was in a he, porta potty. Yeah, he got kicked... <laughs> he spent oh, yeah, he half the movie him. being locked inside, just covered in shit. But no, no, no. I mean, here's, here's my... Here's Here's my question. Why didn't he, why did she even feel the need to reach out to these So dudes? Bruce, It's an insane person Bruce thing Greenwood, the real, <laughs> the real dad was just like, he was like pissed off at this kid. He was like, you know what? Fuck him. Like, just let him run away. He's such a little shit. Like, yeah. I'm busy. I'm working. Uh, yeah. So then the mom is just like, well, the only other option is to call two random guys that <laughs> I banged I fucked 17, 17 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll help. And, and trick them and into believing well, that they're and the father. The reason that there would be confusion around this is because like, it doesn't it's not fleshed out at all the movie opens up and it's happening she yeah. is she is meeting up all black and white flashback there's it's well it starts with a really very confusing montage full of characters that we haven't met and don't yeah. know um as the credits you know roll paul out. mccartney song of yeah uh, an original <laughs> we've paul never McCartney heard song. before it's it's too overstimulating otherwise for you to really pay attention to this weird black and white montage so you're not getting any plot out of it but it's the boy running away um then you go straight into uh, Colette meeting up with Billy Crystal and telling him that he has a son. And we are at that point, we are supposed to believe her. Like, we don't know yet that she's mm-hmm. lying. Mm-hmm. Like, this could be his son. The thing is, we don't know Billy Crystal, so we don't care if, like, right. you're supposed to meet the character first and then yeah. have the realization. So then, like, we can feel empathy for him. Like, holy shit. Billy Crystal has it's it's kind of laziness to me. Yeah, well, it's a really clunky setup. It's the just, dialogue is really rough at the beginning. It's like the very beginning. It's trying to be funny immediately off the bat, and it's like, is this a comedic scene? What are we? Well, hold on before before we we keep going. Let's take a step back because yeah. I I do this with every guest. Tell us what you kind of gravitate towards with Robin, like outside of this movie. What makes you uh, feel like he is like a cultural figure in any way uh worth i feel like robin i mean especially when he passed i mean he was always great everybody loves robin you know but especially when he passed i feel like i mean collectively like we all felt like we lost our favorite uncle right you know what i mean like yep. damn dude like robin our favorite like, depressed uncle yeah uh, everybody nobody I didn't I've never met him but like dude that was my my boy there was you know? a connection like, there was a connection and I think like that he can go th- just his range you know he's not afraid to be vulnerable he's not afraid to show that that sadness you know like yeah. he he can do it all he can be super super funny and all, you know all over the place but he can also like tap into that uh the deeper the emotion. deeper emotion it's yeah like just, just that zaniness. range and especially in, in some scenes where you like you're looking at his face and he's like talking to somebody and he's he's obviously you know he's probably saying something very like um uh, painful for him to say you can see his face like he's faking a smile and his frown you know his frown keeps coming back 
he can't help it, but he fakes that smile again. His face is so... He's just such a wonderful actor. Yeah. And he, for him to tap into so many emotions in just, like, in one scene, it's incredible. Yes, exactly. It's the full range. Yeah, yeah you're kind it's of, incredible. You're kind of getting at, like, the physicality of Robin Williams yeah. and, like, what makes him special, like, especially is with, like, just how over-the-top and zany he is. And... I feel like this movie is like the worst possible use of his talents in something. Yeah. Cause we try to get, we get like the, like the Aladdin good morning Vietnam type scene of him, like yeah. trying on the different outfits, introducing himself to his son. Yeah. That's more the Robinism. That. More impression of that. reel. Yeah. It's, it's literally, it is just the impression reel for like 30 seconds. And then we're just like, Oh, yeah. and he's because this movie, schizophrenic. This and movie has depressed too and, much plot. It's insane. Why is there so much plot? I did. I did like the second half a lot more than the Absolutely. first. Absolutely, because yeah. it the, sort of settles yeah. in, and you, a, you get the Williams and Crystal. Yeah. You get to see them hanging mm -hmm. out and getting to know each other. It's exactly. just a rough start. The setup it's is a rough. Start. It's a rough like first half. I think. That, yeah, first like forty five minutes. Yeah. is kind of a slog. Once, once, once Jared Harris enters the picture. Mm. <laughs> The, the, the criminal that uh the Scotty, drug dealer like owes money to. oh yeah that's when i was like all right here would, we go we're cooking would this movie have been better and i have to double check the dates here but instead of sugar ray what if we got the band performing scotty doesn't know oh to go on, they're on stage we got matt damon yeah, out there matt saying, damon. Yeah. scotty doesn't know that i'm fucking his girl <laughs> right now exactly it's just I think I think it's what you said earlier, man. Like they they were like, you know, we book these guys, we have them, we have this great duo. It doesn't really matter how the script is, yeah. like, but the script is laziness, man. I really, yeah, I I felt like I was being patronized watching some of yeah. the script because it it's it's lazy in its visual execution, it's lazy in its writing, it's set up. To me, it really just foregoes setup in general. It just basically starts and it's like, hey, you care about these characters, right? We don't need to make you give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, the laziness of Robin's character really bugged me because Robin is capable of playing very specific types of weirdo. And this is just like a general weirdo. Like he's like he's like in the 90s, what you would call like a spaz. Like it's right. just like he's just like epic and random, you know, mm -hmm. like passes out at the wheel. He, yeah, he's just weird. So that I'm means sorry, that everything that about him has got to be weird. It was so <laughs> that shit was hilarious, dude. I'm sorry. Him in the car. <laughs> I like when Can they check eventually finally hit someone body. and he's like, it's way different than I thought. Yeah. That was a funny joke. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like that whole like tying it back in. That, that was yeah. funny. There, there's so many jokes in this movie that there's there's just something off in yeah. like all the pieces are there. Yeah. But it's not. It's not cross crossing the finish line. It's because a joke. It jokes are all about the context of the other jokes around them in a movie. Yeah. So if a good joke is surrounded by two worst jokes, you're not going to laugh as hard at the good one. Yeah, yeah. Because and, and you, you need like to get in a rhythm, and, yeah. and so it's tough to establish a rhythm of good jokes. I feel like I feel like you were about to say something that's probably way more important than this. But if, oh no, if but it's I, definitely not. I kind of feel like um, if it was maybe a different director, um. Who who does the all the like Anchorman and McKay McKay, McKay. Adam early McKay. Adam McKay oh, absolutely. honestly you know what I mean like if they were like all right here's this shitty script but it's just a shitty script we want you to do more ad lib yeah, play yeah. off each other riff off each other and use that that content rather than this forced script that they're trying to 
make work with mm. all this plot. Like it, it's funny you say that because I, I like literally just like two days ago just rewatched Talladega Nights for the first time in amazing years, movie. years. It is an amazing movie, but I think it's the worst of the early Adam McKay movies because it is the most plot driven of all the yeah. Adam, early Adam so, McKay movies. Yeah, Step Brothers has zero plot, and that's why Step Brothers so, is a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah, so and, and so is Anchorman too, like for that matter. But Anchorman two o o, not T W O. Yes, of course. Yeah. Well, Anchorman Two is fine. It's it's okay. What was the um, what was the subtitle of that? The Legend Continues. The Legend Continues. Um, no, what I was gonna say is I think that you're 100 percent right that if we dumb down the script, if we don't have Scott escape three different times, he keeps running yeah. away. If we if we just like tone it down to like one <laughs> and just make it have He's more banter fuckhead. and stuff like that, I think that does make He's it also, better. Also, like it's it's absolute nonsense for him to be a runaway who is a groupie for Sugar Ray and also is in with like some druggy guys. Too. And also like he's That's too much. There's also a lesson here about like ah, first love is always gonna break your yeah. heart. But like, um, if you're uh, gonna have, if you're gonna have the whole sugar rate groupie too. thing, you don't need the druggy thing as well. Like, yeah. you're adding. I you're thought adding it was hats all related. Hats hats. But just like and make it's it, not. it's you don't not need related. To make, <laughs> you don't need to give this kid a bunch of plot to deal with. Like, the plot should be following Robin and Billy more. Would, I don't care about this kid. He's would a bad the movie actor. have been better yeah. if Mark He's McGrath is actually the Jared Harris character, and Mark McGrath is actually the drug dealer who Scotty owes five thousand dollars? So to. Jared Harris as Mark McGrath. Yes. Wow. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, I will say, I think that we are in agreement that Ivan Reitman and kind of the writing crew, which by the way, the two writers, uh, Lowell Gans and Babalo Mandel, they have like some good movies in here. One um, of them went on to write Robots, which we're going to cover. We hey. are going to cover, but uh, Mandel wrote A League of Their Own. Um, they both wrote like Multiplicity and Splash, which is funny. They just write <laughs> flops. I want to eat a <laughs> dolphin. That's the only thing I remember from that movie. Um, but I will say, clunkers. I want to eat a dolphin. <laughs> I don't think that Robin is completely in the clear here for us to give him a pass on everything he's doing between this and Jack. He is. What is yeah, there's we're in some he's rocky going, ground. He right literally now. is doing the Tropic Thunder thing of going too simple, Jack, like yeah. of going like he's going too much into this thing. And like he's losing what made him fun in the first place, which is like. I'm playing this as a persona, but also I can like bring it back in and be like funny. And right. he he's going, I don't know if it's a weird thing. It's kind of culminating with Goodwill hunting where he embraces this type of personality and actually works in a, a good way. But between this and Jack, it's a tough, it's a tough little stretch yeah. here. We're a about run to, that we're we're about to have Flubber next week, which Ooh. is like Flubber. But see, the difference is the difference is Flubber. It almost works more because it's a kids movie. Yeah, yeah. neither it Jack be, nor it can this be bad are, and get a little bit. Of yeah, a pass. neither Jack nor this are kids movies. So it's mm, like like this is a family movie, I guess. But like, I don't know if I saw this movie and I was like eight. I know you had a have a nostalgia for it. If I was a kid, I would not like Father's yeah. Day. I'd be like, I don't care for this band, Sugar Ray. Um, I speak for yourself, homie. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I I love Sugar Ray. We're as going a child to see them, now. dude. We're we are going, going to see. We them. did look up tickets to go see Sugar Ray coming to Orlando. Steve, and, uh, how November. did how did you even find this movie? Was this like honestly? It was probably on Comedy Central. Okay, wow. When wow. I was a kid. I, I used to watch movies all the time, uh, HBO, Comedy Central, but yeah, probably Comedy Central and and I'm you know Comedy that Central this got the cable rotation. Comedy Central, I mean, I, I I'm not stating that as a fact, but yeah, Comedy Central always did that thing, and HBO did it too, where like they would pick one movie and they would air it like 
eight times yeah. in two months. So I probably watched it like three times in two months, and I was like, <laughs> I guess this is a good movie. It's yeah. probably one of the reasons why Beer Fest <laughs> was like my favorite movie ever for yeah. a period of time, because I was like, well... I stayed home from school sick again, and it's on, yeah. so I guess I'm going to watch this. Yeah, exactly. And beer is supposed to be like an adult thing to do, so <laughs> yeah, I must <laughs> like it. Uh, also, being a father is being supposed father. to be an adult thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes. Um, so, unfortunately. The, the shocking thing to me is that as plugged in as I am to movies, I'd never heard of this movie before. Like, Ooh. I didn't even know it existed 100 verbal points for me and yep. and so That's i'm right. sitting there watching it and then i'm like looking at the wikipedia and it's like 85 million dollar budget and then 30 something million box office. yeah yeah Woof. and then it starts to kind of the picture starts to become Massive a little clearer flop. yeah because it's like wow it was this huge huge flop opened number two at the box office. Came out early May. Was you could doubt that the studio was like, we're gonna release it this prime time where it can just people will be coming all summer long. Yeah, It'll yeah. be the break movie, the comedy that'll just keep saying in family, theaters. good time. Uh, yeah, Robin Williams. Um, one thing about this movie that didn't surprise me at all um, that I was I was suspecting the whole time. So I, so much that I had to Google it. This is a remake of a French movie from the eighties, much like oh, the Bird Kid. Really? Um, and. That makes sense play. because remake scripts have these exact problems in them. They they do not do as good a job as the original of establishing characters and like stakes because you almost feel like you don't have to because you you know as like the writer you're like well yeah well like they're gonna care about him because of what happens but that yeah. doesn't matter you're not allowed to skip the step yeah. of making me like meet people like you can't right. just start the movie with this convoluted nonsense plot. So what's funny about this is like this French movie that father's day is based on also is poorly reviewed <laughs> so why why did they think that we were going to maybe adapt honestly this? what maybe, if it's a hey. great adaptation of an awful movie <laughs> yeah well hey they were probably like we can take this movie it didn't do well but it's kind of got a good premise we throw who, two superstars so in there the years we can 19, make it work the year's right. 1983 who are who's the french sugar ray in 1983 <laughs> big hairy women is uh, a. Yeah. <laughs> That's from the movie. Do we get like are the Sparks Brothers featured in uh, Les Les Camparas? The Sparks Brothers are American. No, but Spark I mean they're bigger in Europe than they yeah. ever were in in America. So uh, another uh, thing that I would suspect and that I I think is true about the original is it it just doesn't have this huge music tie-in thing at all. Like right. I'm pretty sure the kid's just like on the run and like yeah. you know he might be in with like a drug plot line, but like. The music add-on seems like, hey, we, you know, we as like a conglomerate corporation also happen to own this band. I wonder exactly. I, I wonder if like the whole movie was just a big commercial for Sugar Ray. That's what it's a commercial. Yeah. For it doesn't a lot need of to stuff. be a good movie. It's just a Sugar Ray uh, advertisement. So and Sugar I'm, Ray I'm came buying. out. They came I'm out not with bad Floored. At it, yeah. <laughs> Their album Floored came out in 1997, uh, the when same the, year that this movie. Wait, came out. what? Uh, what? day did Floored come out? Um, I don't know. You're going to have to look it up because it doesn't say it on Spotify. Oh, shit. But the song Speed Home California is on this album, yep. and that is a it's, prominently featured song in it's this in movie. The movie. It came out in June. It came out a month after this. So they yeah. had this whole idea of like, this we're going to really roll the, this, this out. Mo yeah, <laughs> exactly. Out. They had to have been working on it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, an album and a movie. Wow. Like they, but wait, this is a fly big is featured sugar, on this man. Yeah, this is a big Sugar Ray advertisement. Exactly, okay. exactly. 
Before we go any further, we need to, we got to talk about Mark McGrath. And Please. specifically, I think that we need to open up the Fran Drescher canceled corner for Mark McGrath. <laughs> so the implication here is Scott is on the run with his lady, his little love interest. They want to follow Sugar Ray on right. their tour. Yeah, they want to like, Sugar Ray is their fish <laughs> and they want to see them like 287 times. Um, so they are on the run. Their shows just get And this better. lady, yeah. obviously. Why wouldn't they build? It's a story. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. It's, you know, who knows? Like they might really jam out on all these shows that they're playing. Yeah. And, um, so they are on the run following Sugar Ray. And well, the, they the, have the aspirations of being groupies to Sugar Ray. But the, the whole thing about this movie is that like this information isn't revealed until like over 35 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Yes. No, you're right about that. No, because it's like a lot of reveal, a lot of Billy and Robin just like bumbling around yeah. whenever, trying to find this kid. Whenever the mom to what is the name of the daughter character? Um, oh, at the uh, at the end. I cannot remember. Oh, the the girl, the girlfriend whose dad works at an auto body yes. shop, who uh, Billy Crystal assaults for no reason. I was like, "Is this how you're a lawyer, Billy Crystal? You're a lawyer who I, just head like butts. yeah, he, he head just butts people. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm a lawyer. I can people. do this. Um, no, so uh, the daughter, the girlfriend character, yeah, yeah. who's just yeah. there around. We in, we meet her. She's 16. We presume. She is a groupie to the band Sugar Ray, and Mark McGrath frequently brings her on stage and at one point is making out with her in the middle of a show. Well, it's also implied that they're sleeping in the same hotel room. Yeah, that they're fucking. Mark <laughs> McGrath is sleeping with a child, which is probably why Sugar Ray definitely wasn't the first choice of a band yeah, to be in here. Right. I wonder if they like originally were trying to get Limp Biscuit, and okay. they were like... Or yeah, blink. we aren't hooking up with a fucking. <laughs> yeah, Even Mark Hoppus is like, I'm not yeah. gonna have a storyline where I'm fucking a no 16 year old. Fred under. Durst and then Tom is DeLong's like, like, I will. <laughs> Fred Durst is like, Even for us, I'm not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I understand why you came to me. However, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, my my boy Mark, you might want to hit him up. <laughs> and Mark's like, Hey, I have no boundaries whatsoever. Like, come on. Mark's like, Can you make her younger? <laughs> Or what if what if the situation because going back to the point about this being like from the jump a project tied to the album rollout yeah. that it's like Sounds he didn't have a choice he didn't even yeah. get like it was it's part of his record deal why why didn't they just make him eighteen just say yeah, maybe exactly. she's dating they, maybe he's dating an older girl or something like that but it's they really are just like they both yeah. ran away they're in high school it was like hardly even worth like mentioning back then though like a, a musician fucking a 16 year old it was right. just like back then it was just like yeah 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 rock star rock it's star like, oh you yeah. don't have groupies you fucking oh, you don't, loser you don't fuck children bro Elvis was fucking on like 12 year olds <laughs> oh god the Sorry. 90s huh um, different time yeah. so whenever you because tell me there's no way that you guys as seeing this for your first time, when uh, the mom to the girlfriend character, whenever they're out by the docks, um, and she mentions like, oh, I don't know, they like really like this band, like Sugar Ray, like I don't know. There's no way you thought that Sugar Ray was then going to become an integral part of the movie, did you? Because no I way. did not. I was not like, oh, cool, a Sugar Ray reference. This is 1997. I did, and then it's like, whoa, <laughs> the whole movie is a Sugar <laughs> Ray concert. It's already, it's, it's, like, We're going to multiple Sugar Ray concerts over the next hour and a half. Which, by the way, 
Can we just talk about the fits at this Sugar Ray concert? Yeah. It's like it's like like 90s hot topic fits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah vertical zippers everywhere it's all down the pants the spiked up gelled up hair yeah the m- odor goth i can't imagine um yeah and it's like so it's it's somewhat excusable i guess because before fly sugar ray was just another like la uh like like wannabe punk band uh so they would have fans in that vein they would play shows like that but their fan base wouldn't be like that and then post fly because fly was just like handed to them by a producer they were like it's a pop song yeah it was like like, hey do you want to hit here it is um (laughs) and so then you know post that they underwent a rebrand so watching the movie now it's incomprehensible for them to be anywhere near these shows Because you yeah. just think of them as like mom rock almost. Yeah, yeah for real. Um, How early? When did Sum Forty One release their first album? I think they that must they, have been they early came 2000s. to fruition a little bit after Sugar Ray did. Okay, oh one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like oh one, oh two. Because I was thinking almost like they would have been a perfect type of band for a movie like this, Hell like yeah. a Sum Forty One type. But yeah, I back, guess that's so. Not if quite. we're yeah, if we're in the nineties, it's like yeah, what, like bo- the fucking Offspring. Yeah, I think they That'd were still. I think the Offspring would have been great. I think they were guys. reaching for the that nineties, um, still like that. Um, you remember the movie Biodome? No, <laughs> Biodome. Steve, you have the the, oh, the best movie knowledge that Holly Shore and um, yes, Pauly oh Shore. Stephen Baldwin, ba- oh Stephen my Stephen Baldwin. I do remember that's you're another filling, hundred verbal points. For you're me. filling this is another Comedy my, Central movie. All my yeah, it is. bro, you need to knowledge holes. You need to invite me on for the Biodome episode. Well, we'll, we'll do we, our next series is on Polly Shore. Please, all right. It's gonna be a very very short mini. I'm there. I'm there. And then after that, we're doing Stephen Baldwin. So real quick, I just want to say that. A real quick Pauly Shore uh, thing. I went and saw him uh, uh, stand up. That's okay. awesome. At the com- what, what's the comedy place on the- iDrive? Yeah, what's it called? I think it's called the Improv. Is it the Improv? It's it's something like that. But I went and saw him. And he's uh, I got front row seats somehow. I was in the front fucking row for Pauly Shore. <laughs> one of my like zone. one of my nineties childhood like bros. You know what I mean? I'm in the front row, and he's like. Already wasted. Awesome. Oh, yeah. And he's, That's what you want on a Polly Shore show. Dude, he's like telling half the... He, at one point, he's leaning up against the wall with his head on his thing, like <laughs> just like telling his pass. next oh, joke. Yeah, he's God. like... Oh. And at one point, he goes... He tells a joke, and it's not a good joke. So nobody, nobody <laughs> claps or nobody laughs. And he goes... He says, guys, you have to treat me like I'm mentally... Unsta- he said retarded. He was like, <laughs> you have to treat me like I'm retarded. Just just laugh. If it's not funny, just laugh. Just make me feel good. What? And I and the whole room was like, oh, okay. He, he literally did a Jeb Bush, please clap. Please clap. <laughs> and then, yeah, he was just kind of like, Jesus. all right, fuck it. And then his next joke was another dud. And I was the only one who was like, <laughs> and my man, Polly Shore, put down his mic and walked over to me and gave me a high 10. Oh yeah. My God. I gave Pauly Shore a high 10. Thank you. Good night. He was going to kill himself that night. Oh. <laughs> he actually had the gun Dude. in his mouth you, and you then the telephone. Did I? If I save him. If I save Pauly Shore's life, if you're listening, Pauly Shore, uh, man, I'll, I'll get you some coffee. Oh, he probably that. is. Pauly Shore, he's a donor, actually. Yeah. He really? donates to the pod. Yeah. He's, I he, wish. He's one of our biggest donors. Pauly um, Shore, I'll, let's get some. Uh, so, a beer or something, man. So anyway, Biodome. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> totally fucking forgot. Uh the whole like scene where it's like it, yeah, there's not like um I don't know, it's more like a a rock industrial yeah, almost nine punk. inch nails. <laughs> nine inch nails. Yeah, something like that mixed with punk. Like the nineties alternative scene. It's yeah, it's, it wasn't as it just it wasn't altered once they booked the band. Because it's obviously written to be like that because that creates fish out of water comedy. Once Robin and Billy show up, they're like, these are freaks. What the heck? Right. Like it was written, yeah, that's, that's the only it, reason they were written to look like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then it's a Sugar Ray show. So yeah, it's Sugar so Ray. Funny. Would, would it have been better if they're like all these like metalhead kids like making circle pits and everything, and they're like, "All right, this one someday, do do yeah. do do do." This, one, this next one's called Fly. Here's our friend. And Robin and Billy are like, you know, actually, I can vibe with this. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder they're falling. Well, them they're around. they're looking for Scotty, and the moment Robin goes on stage and grabs the mic. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm looking for this child, and then he starts <laughs> dancing. Yeah, he starts doing an epic doing dance. <laughs> if I was a kid, I would eat that up. It, like oh, I man. totally get like. And then Mark McGrath That's... starts humping Robin Williams. He's, and he's humping, like, yeah, yeah he's... give it to me. Yep, that happened. That's I just can imagine. Like, I can imagine being Mark McGrath and being like, this "It's fucking, fucking Robin, Robin Williams, Williams, dude." I'm yeah, just, I'm yeah, him. yeah. I'm gonna fucking get up on there. Mark, yeah, if you if you Robin's ever like, listen is that a to chub, I feel what is uh, that? Yeah, there's, there's a great episode of the Yeah But Still podcast where they interview Mark McGrath, and he has a lot of like self awareness about what he was and like how he was like America's number one douchebag for a while. He's rebranded himself. Um, no, he just like he gets it. Like he he's used to being laughed at at this point. Um. I would love to ask him about this movie so much. Oh, please come what on is, the show, Mark. What is like was Mark? Come yeah. on the show. It's it's fascinating. Um, musically, this movie generally is fascinating because we do get Knock it on is, Wood twice. It's a ska heavy. Two film. different types. Uh, yeah. baby, you are. We're burying the lead here. We get a fucking real big fish song in here. Well, which it's, is it's during like the climax of the movie. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't fit where it's at. It's like what, a real big. Would fish this concert. movie? Would this movie be better if uh, Real Big Fish was the band instead of? <laughs> Well, it should be it should be like you think it's going to be Sugar Ray. And then actually it's like, no, they uh, Sugar Ray is opening for real big fish. Wait, let me see. What year is basketball? Um, Is that is that 90? It's it's 98. So we're like real big fish is about to be in a movie in like less than 12 months. This is like, yeah, this is the only two year frame where ska punk is in adult movies. And then it sort of gets relegated to like silly teen children's movies or like skateboard kid movies. Yeah, exactly. But this is it was just like I was I was thinking that watching this. I was like ska punk in like an adult movie is very interesting. Like you could only do that in in like 97, 98. And then it has to be in like. A Euro trip style, yeah. like trashy team. It's, yeah. it's the fourth wave peak. It's what we call it. Uh, it's third wave. We're still we're riding the fourth wave right now. Baby. Oh, this is third wave. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. On, I thought God. it would get your waves. Get right. your fucking Jeez. skank history. I'm about to skank out of this fucking so, hot studio. I've made so many so, friends skanking. That shit was fun back in the day. But did you make yeah. friends headbutting people? No. Yeah, because he headbutts a lot of people. <laughs> Billy Crystal's I, skull. Billy Crystal <laughs> is just assaulting people left and right. Yeah. just out here. It's how he thinks you skank. So like his idea of <laughs> skanking. Instead of kicking your legs forward, he's like head forward into <laughs> someone else's head. So I, I enjoyed Billy Crystal in this movie. He's he's Billy a good Crystal he's a good so straight good. man next to a weirdo. Like that's he's yeah. good at that. Because he he's well. that in When Harry Met Sally too, because mm-hmm. Meg Ryan's a weirdo in that movie. Mm-hmm. That's Billy Crystal is like a one of a kind comedic talent because he's so funny, but he's always almost better served being the straight man. Yes. Like he kind mm-hmm. of is like He's like in a, a different type of 
in a different way, kind of like how Norm Macdonald was, how Norm Macdonald always played like a straight man, but was hilarious as the sh- quote unquote straight character. He, um, he, he has me, like a little bit of that too. Billy him. Crystal is very, to me, like if you shrunk down uh, Vince Vaughn and made him like more of like a, not like a beta, but not like the, like the big presence that Vince Vaughn is. Cause it's like, it's all about just like a fast talking dude who's weird looking, but charismatic. Mm. And like always kind of is like, like talking about like he's always like shifty he's like he's like nitpicking people he's like what are you talking about right now man like Mm -hmm. that's his whole vibe his vibe yeah um and i like him in this movie and they once they get going like you said ernest they have good chemistry together because um robin williams and billy crystal used to do comic relief specials together they had like a two-man act really yeah they they they, did not know they had been working together comedically for years so like they had this in the bag however instead of that we, we get this weird setup we're getting like the son's weird plot line. And then Bruce Greenwood decides to go after his son and encounters just like mm-hmm. <laughs> shit. Did we mentioned that he's ripped. He's he, he has a mustache. He goes, he stops, his car breaks down, everything's bad. Every time we cut to Bruce Greenwood, I'm like, oh God, can we just go back to like the fun guys, dude. man? Why? Yeah. It's so let he, your son. He gets go. locked in a porta potty. A very, potty. very lazy sequence is him stopping. He he immediately goes into a porta potty and just a, a porta potty just, at the top of a hill. And yeah. and a truck <laughs> what is just it doing there? Who does that? And a truck just backs into it like so nonchalantly, can like we, the least funny directing you could possibly have <laughs> of that. And he's just and then instead of like getting him out of it they decide they have to like tow the whole porta potty <laughs> yeah. up and then it falls yeah. again like what they could have really got him out of there pretty quickly really quick just turn the fucking thing over it's also flip funny because it, we're flashing back to this whole like these slapstick shenanigans with bruce greenwood over the course of like two three days of robin and billy antics so it's like man has bruce greenwood just spent the last like 72 hours trapped inside of this porter potty you're uh-huh. like why the way that it's cut is or the way that's edited in with the story is bizarre. It's just because we need to simplify here. We need to we need to like cut two or three ingredients out of the movie to make it make more sense. Not sugar ray though, right? Not sugar ray. I, no, that's, that's we cut. actually that we need edit. to cut so that we can add more, more sugar, yes, sugar ray. Absolutely. Sugar ray. It's just like give, Ma- give Mark McGrath a uh, lead title. What yes. if Mark McGrath is the the child who goes missing? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> They're like, or he goes, was, he's like, oh, sorry, our son has ran away. And he started this band. It's called Sugar. Or Ray. actually, eliminate the girlfriend. Scotty is dating. He's Mark in a relationship yeah. with Mark. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, Mark McGrath is actually the kingpin. The drug dealers yes. work for Mark. That's, that's what I was saying. Done. That yeah. was my pitch earlier. Is Absolutely. like, let's get rid of Jared Harris, and Mark McGrath is the one who's just like, you owe me five thousand yeah. bucks. That Scott. would also, that would make so much more sense. Right. And now she's Man, dating. She's dating like the drug dealer who's also the band lead that's and why, everything. That's the whole that's reason. The pitch. That's yeah, the whole like, like thing. Yeah, because as is like two thirds into the movie, they're still adding plot because. They're like two thirds yeah. in the movie. They're, they're like, oh, also he's in with like a yeah. drug duty. He owes him money. It's like, what the fuck? Well, I, you can't I, keep stacking shit. You, I kind of, I kind of liked it because, like, well, you the, have it. You have a Jared Harris affinity though. So I, take take the Jared Harris bias. I love out of here. my guy Jared Harris. <laughs> I do think that um, I was so bored the first like thirty minutes of this movie that once it starts to really get going and we're kicking into the Sugar Ray plot and everything, I was like, all right, let's go. What else you got? Drug dealer, criminal underworld. Like, let's keep let's keep throwing it on because yeah. that just like that gave me more of a reason to give it a did. shit about the movie. It's just it's just a matter of like I think they lost sight of what the movie's 
like the sell of the movie really is it's it's an odd couple buddy comedy on yep, the road. Right. It is it is planes, trains, and automobiles. That planes, trains, and automobiles. The plot of it is literally just them trying to get home. Yeah, and that's why that's a great movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying it should be that simple because I do. I love having Sugar Ray in it. <laughs> um, I don't I, think Sugar Ray is the problem here. Well, I <laughs> I think he carries this movie on his on their shoulders. Mark, Mark yeah, McGrath, Mark, Mark Mark is carrying this Mark movie. Mark should have got some award for this movie. Just I, a I know, award. We right. don't know what award, but just give him just like a give trophy. Him an award, yeah. you give him a participatory trophy for this. Julie Louis Dreyfus was nominated for a Razzie. I know, and for that's that's fucked because yeah. she is really this, acting, yeah. man. Yeah, really? she's trying. she was really trying in this movie. She's so much better than Colette. Right. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, what is why? Be yeah. That's so well, the Razzies, the Razzies are stupid. The yeah, the Razzies are, are a fucking bullshit organization. Um, mm. but just real quick, because I Julie Louis Dreyfus is just. It's a shame what they do to her character and just not letting her. She spends half the movie not even getting to be in the same room with these people. Yeah, like yeah. Julia Louis Dreyfus is fucking hilarious. Let's add a fucking third into this mix and have her join in in the yeah. antics of searching yeah, or for make, the kid. Just make her it's, play like Colette and make uh, Colette yeah. a little more empathetic because we just like hate Colette. Well, She's that's just the thing. like stupid. So yeah. what? Make her I don't evil. know how are we supposed to feel about the mom and Bruce Greenwood. I genuinely like. Well, she is an insane. She is an insane person. But she's, she's not. She's not depicted to be that way. And Bruce Greenwood is she's like, oh, he's like an angry dad. Mom. There's that one scene whenever Bruce Greenwood is right about to like Bob is his name. Whenever Bob is about to finally go looking for his son after an indeterminate amount of time. In the and, porta potty, and they have like this like emotional moment where like the strings kick in, and like they have like this like kiss and like loving embrace, and I'm like, am I supposed to care about these people? Because like I don't like I, they aren't funny, and also they haven't done anything to make me Colette give a, a bad shit person. about Terrible. their life. She, yes, she is so crazy manipulative, and just like I'm gonna call up your exes. Could you imagine if you got called up like? Let's say 10 years pass by and you get called up by an ex and she's like, hey, your kid left. Also, he's 16. And, and, this and he's following Sugar Ray. Yeah. <laughs> and this, I'll be like, oh, well, right. in that case. Sugar luck. Ray in like 2030? I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. This, this family go. is so rich. Yeah. They have all the resources in the world to find this kid. And she's just calling two randos. Doesn't make yeah. any sense. Um, what it, would you what would you have said? Like, I would have been like. <laughs> well, we have we have a, this is a category. Yeah, yeah we're we're gonna get we're, into this. what you do. What would you do as a category? <gasps> but yeah, no, you're like okay. Uh, that's not my fucking problem. Yeah, bitch. like sorry, goodbye. S sorry. Um, <laughs> have fun with your kid. Um, okay, so I I want to get to the categories, but there's a couple more notes that I wanted to bring up. We haven't mentioned Mel Gibson yet. Oh. Uh, which insane cameo just uh, he there. pops up as like the piercing. Uh, piercing guy and piercing guy and from <laughs> his from his the script we know that mel gibson has a pierced dick oh yes in this movie uh -huh. yes that he's got in, in the movie <laughs> in the movie well Ma maybe in real life maybe in real yeah. life mel gibson hit us up i um, like how you actually have, you no have mel gibson you're actually not welcome on the podcast sorry i would yeah. <laughs> i like how you have that. handwritten notes well these are actually Me uh, megan took these oh my I god her, i stole her notes well Hell we watched yes. it together and she was like i'm gonna take notes i'm like Oh my okay, god! This is a I collaborative watched, effort. Um, yeah. If if I asked Lee to take notes during a movie, I think she would leave me. <laughs> <laughs> she, I want to. Well, just wait. Like, if if we made her do this one hundred and something <laughs> times, I think maybe she'll be a little less thorough. I, <laughs> Can we talk about the whirl? 
What's the whirl? The whirl. Oh, the whirl. Yeah, oh, how you whirl. know that it's... Well, we... You know what's funny? We have not really talked about Scott. We haven't Scotty talked, at all. It's because this like kid a, blows, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's the best... Literally the best part of this movie is when they have the the girlfriend, like, look directly yeah, into the camera. Yeah, and just fucking just be like... You're, you're boring. You're fucking boring. That was awesome. I hate it when you open your mouth. Yeah, it's just like Scott... They're like, like great, just Hallmark's waiting for, for you. No, just so unnecessarily crazy. <laughs> Cruel. Yeah, <laughs> like, I fucking love amazing. that scene. It's so good. I, or the best scene is with him being unconscious, like in the oh, in the shower. Room. Yeah, yeah. And the, that's I'm the just best trying to wash of, off the boy. Yeah, and the, the bellhop is like, he's just like, you I've know seen what? worse. I see nothing. I see nothing. <laughs> I gotta say that that scene when Billy Crystal's on the phone with JLD. I think that was the worst scene in the movie. I that was so deeply unfunny. I, it just did not. I work. ended up. I ended up getting into it. <laughs> I, just, I got into it in like an anti-comedy way because it's not funny, but like I, it's. I, it's I, but I, it's like it's a very 1997 thing, yes. like the double entendre yep. of like, oh, they're gay, but uh, they're it's not. you know yeah. we just like I'm totally not sleeping with a boy. I enjoyed seeing Robin in the background just being like, I'm hosing him down. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you saying that, you psycho? <laughs> and then he starts, cry- him a play he by starts play. crying. He's like, what are you doing? He's, and he's like, I'm trying to wash off our boy. And he just, <laughs> he just starts crying. He's like, great. He's crying. Now. There's a lot of there's a lot of instances. And it's got to just be this script in which Bussy. Um, there's dialogue moments that are being. And I guess it is the directing too, like the delivery of it, where it's like. They're leaning into the joke. And yes. there's so many moments where it's like it's like there's like a button on a scene. It just and it's like it won't end. And it's like what's well, not just that it won't end, but it's just like th- there's there's a way to do a very uh, kind of hyper heightened comedy. And I think Adam McKay does it that way, yeah. where the jokes are very jokey. And it's not, it, it, these, this isn't the way people actually talk in real life. You're just doing yeah. bits. Yeah. I didn't feel that from this movie. No. Well, it there could have been, been that Well, way. it's because it does some crucial things wrong in terms of setting up that atmosphere that McKay does. A, these characters are very elastic. Like, especially Robin's character. The level of, like, mental disorder, he has changes from scene it's to scene ridiculous. depending on how funny they want him to be. I, I think his uneasiness is amazing. <laughs> I, I think his neuroticism and his whole vibe is he's just... very good at that. He's great at it. But it's, the, just, but it's a matter of like there are also just a lot of scenes where yeah. he's just like a normal guy. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. like he goes from I can't drive because I see dead bodies in the road or I have panic attacks and then black out while driving to just being like, I'm going to do funny quips in the crowd now and just like or I'm just going to start compulsively crying. Yeah. out. Of yeah. And, well, and the same goes for Crystal's character where like I like what Crystal's doing, but scene to scene, it really varies what his deal is. Right. Like sometimes he's just like way Looney Tunes over the top. Other times he's a straight man. Um, What's well, just the it's the overall tone of the movie so, where I wanted the movie. Sometimes like there's this thing where and and this is true of television too, obviously. But you want to be shown how to watch something. You want the movie to to show you to kind of hold your hand you. a little bit at the beginning, so you get a vibe of like, okay, this is the mode that I need to be in for this movie, mm-hmm. and. I think that when you have something like this, that throughout its runtime, you have all these like kind of zany, wacky moments. 
you need to be guided into that mode early on yeah. to expect the the watching experience of it to receive those moments. And I think that the 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 tone of this movie feels clunky and off because there's not a moment early on aside from like the the scene in which Robin is doing his impressions where it's like this is the kind of movie where we're, we're going to be doing bits. We're going to be riffing and we're not going to be acting like normal human beings. We're going to keep things a little heightened. Mm. And and this movie doesn't do that. It kind of starts off on a serious note. Yeah, and sad. Uh... Yeah. And it's like that that moment off top of this of of this kid running away and of uh, Billy Crystal just being a lawyer and reconnecting with his old girlfriend. It's like, OK, this is just. This is a serious, this is be regular like an, movie. Yeah, maybe yeah, right. maybe it'll be an Apatow comedy. Like right. it'll just and be like all talking jokes. But then it, it cut just to like Robin Williams, mode. gun in mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's that's up. supposed to be, I think, like the comedic setup of like, oh, this is the funny guy. This but it's also like insane. what? Yeah, that is such a tonal shift. <laughs> right at the, right insane. at the jump, they're they're fucking with the tone so much. It's wild yeah, it's, from it scene to scene. Do you think there's like a Top Gun Maverick reading of this movie where actually he he, he kills himself and actually this is all like this this fantasy is a fantasy that he creates right as he's dying. Sure, Robin is that, is that what how Maverick is? That's a theory now of Top Gun Maverick. Is that um, have you seen Top Gun Maverick? No, no not yet. It's okay, amazing. It, I know. the I very beginning it. of it the still movie. In theaters? Yes, yes, it I, is. I, I Go see it, it in theaters. I need to see um, it in theaters. In the very beginning of the movie, Tom Cruise uh, goes like Mach ten. He goes like warp speed and like spoilers for the first fifteen minutes. But there's like a crash kind of that happens and then there's a theory that he actually dies in that crash and then the rest of the movie is just like yeah all yeah. in his head yeah it's yeah. not actually true in any way because tom cruise would never die in a movie um it's in his contract that he cannot die no, in I movies die. maybe um but yeah hmm. right. um maybe this is the same type of thing for robin williams i feel like also you know maybe the maybe the movie's not great maybe the whatever but like you know, that might have been the time where Robin was struggling in real life. Yeah. And just trying to stay busy, man. Absolutely. And, and making paychecks. Um, and sure. let me tell you, 1997. Feeling like you're uh, you're doing something, you know, you're. Yeah. Staying busy. So, worth, you know, I don't know. You know 1997. Like, he is staying busy. So he has a. He has this movie, of course. This is uh, a May release. He also uh, was in... He had a guest spot on an episode of Friends. He was in a movie yeah, deconstructing... Him and, him and Billy went on together to promote this yeah. movie. Really? Um, yeah. He was... Everyone always talks about that episode, but nobody knows about this movie. So, like, most people watching it were just like, why the fuck are Robin Williams yeah, it's and just Billy these Crystal two just on here? wandering onto Friends? Uh, yeah. So, they're on, no they get a friend spot, which was, like, the big thing, you know, up here on a sitcom to promote your movie. They're in Deconstructing Harry, a Woody Allen movie. Mm -hmm. Never heard of Robin it. Robin Williams is. He's in Flubber, yep, which, which we're going to talk about, and he's in Goodwill Hunting. This is all the same This year. is all 1997. Well, wow. yeah, so he's probably like, I did Goodwill Hunting, which is a amazing i'll do this <laughs> shitty movie i don't fuck it why not yeah i mean i'm sure like there was good intentions behind this movie yeah, he's like getting paid. with everything this isn't like like whenever our last career arc series where it's nicholas cage and you could tell like nicholas cage just does a bunch of shit and knows that it's shit going into it but he's like it's a paycheck and i want to be able to buy my kids a house yeah like 
there are good intentions in a movie like this. There would just there would like be Jack, enough reasons. So many missteps yeah, along the way. With this, there's reason for him to think that it could be a hit. Like he's like, oh yeah, it's me, it's Billy Crystal, and it's Ivan Reitman directing. Like this, yeah, I'll sign on. Like, yeah, by yeah. all means, it should have been yeah better. I That's really take I like. I genuinely want to put a lot of blame on Ivan Reitman. May his soul rest yeah. in peace. There's not a there was. There's no momentum to the way that this movie is shot. And the director kind of sets the tone for the whole production. Right. And mm. we've said before, Robin doesn't save movies if they when they need to be saved. Like he and uh when he has a good director, he is elevated more than anyone else. Like Robin with a good director is unbelievable most yeah. of the time. With a good director in their prime, because Coppola not in his <laughs> not quite in his prime when he's making Jack. Have you seen Jack, Steve? Uh I saw it. A, a long time ago. It you would should, be a new movie to me. You now. should fire up Disney Plus whenever you get home and watch Jack because that movie is on Disney Plus and it shouldn't be. Yeah. You uh, know, based you on know, the content of that movie. <laughs> really? You know how, how Hunter was saying earlier that like Father's Day should get a redo? Yeah. Like all the pieces are there. We just need to try again. Yeah. Jack is one of those movies where like no one should have tried in the first place. <laughs> oh, man. It's, 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 we shouldn't. It should have never been yeah. attempted. He's like a fully grown. A fully he, grown man. He grows at four times the rate. Right, he's of a child. Humans. Yeah, he's but yeah. a ten-year-old like adult. Yeah, yeah, he's ten, but he looks he also, like he's. 40. He looks like Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. And Fran Drescher does try to fuck this ten-year-old yeah, boy. I was, um, I, and yeah, Jackie. Um, okay, I'm Fran trying to Dresser. look through my notes to see if there's anything um, else. A couple worth other things. Up. Robin Williams fit. Couple bad. We came off the birdcage, which is just peak Robin fit. Yeah. And now between Sex Jack God. and this, like, I don't know what you're his talking about. Haircut in this movie is insane. Swag it's out. so ugly. It's so. It looks like like just a fucking mop on his head. His no, his his fit, glasses. His fit with the red t shirt and then the long ass denim shorts with the yeah. chains. Now that rocks. and there's a shot That's of him when uh when Billy Crystal opens the door, there's, there's literally a shot of Robin doing like the mom I threw up pose. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome. And he's like, he's like, I, I cracked up at that scene. He's like, he burned my penis. What, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was one of my favorite parts actually. When, when Robin shows up at his office and he's like, there's this guy out there and he's really weird. And he's, and Billy's like weeping. He's, he's weeping. He's weeping. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a he great joke. Hot coffee on my penis. There's a lot of good jokes in this. Yeah, <laughs> there are there are like some good jokes like weeping? snuck <laughs> snuck in there. Wait, Before wait, we go to that, I wrote down my favorite joke. <laughs> uh, he's taught he like bumps into Julie Louis Dreyfus and tries to give her a compliment, <laughs> and then he's like, "It's from one of my longer poems. It's called Cupid's Shaft." Yeah. <laughs> His that's, that's his uh, seventeen years ago we went biking in the in the foothills. Oh of, yeah! It's like, would you shut the fuck up? Stop with the story. Uh, I do want to give a shout out real quick to um, Calvin, the Good Samaritan, yes. uh, truck driver. Yeah, the big I, hillbilly. Well, guy. Is it Good Samaritan or is the, he avoiding uh, being sued because yeah, exactly. he like could have killed well, this guy and knocked he, him over? Yeah, you know he he. He did almost kill him. He did try to help him out, but he also, you know, he gave him a ride home. And he, he hosed gave him, him a down. Great pep talk at the end. Well, no, yeah, that's, that's the nice. thing is we we missed out on some fun hijinks there because by the time they get home, they're homies. Like, yeah, they're, yeah. And I love seeing that. It was funny seeing Bruce Green be like, "Yo, man, I absolutely love you." <laughs> like, what did we miss? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a whole movie. Give me a scene of them chilling. Um, before 
before we get to the categories, I want to talk about the ending of this movie because it's deranged. Scotty, it's it, truly like the whole family. I is like fucked. Yeah. my jaw was dropped because so I was funny. like, "What They're are all we scumbags. doing? Literally, what <laughs> are we doing?" I thought that it was just the mom who's just this awful person. Oh, Scott, Scott, Scott. Oh no, and no. Meanwhile, Scotty is out here just doing pulling his mom's manipulative bullshit. And just, I'm like, I'm going to pull them each aside one at a time and tell them that and I'm, I'm gonna, their dad. Yeah, and I'm going to promise them. He, he, what is the long term plan there? So, yeah. yeah. If I, they believe him, is how far is he going to We're going to talk this? about this on the next day. Is I he going like, to kind of, chill with them a lot? Yeah. Or well, I was going to be like, <laughs> well, or, or if he's like, ah, you're the dad, you're the dad. And then, like, they finally get into the same room. They're not going to fucking talk about it. Yeah. Just like the beginning of the movie when they found out that it's the same kid. It's yeah. going to be the same scenario yeah. all over again. Oh, well, it's, well, Billy Crystal obviously. Knew he was lying. Yes. Okay, yes. Well, but we had to tell Robin Williams, otherwise he was going to go kill himself. <laughs> yeah. He was going to go blow his fucking brains out if that wasn't his kid. What? He did what find a this? sexy yeah, lady. Yeah, but then he meets a hot lady. Yeah, in so a it's actually so it's okay. fine. Happy yeah, it's ending. Fine. It's fine. He's never going to think about Scotty. You know, he, turned was... out, he turned out fine. <laughs> One, I was watching this movie. I was like, I swear to God, Bruce Greenwood just ends up being the dad this whole time. And like this whole hijinks was all for nothing. That's going to suck. Bingo. And then that did happen. And then it got worse by Scotty telling the lie to all of them, to both of them. It's just, it's, it's so unnecessary. insane. It's hard because it doesn't read great, especially the first person he tells is Robin. And the kid's not quite good enough of an actor that you get where he's coming from. Are you like, is he doing this like to be an, a sociopath? Is yeah, he doing this out dick. of guilt? Yeah. And then, then when he acts with Billy, he he tears up. So you're like, oh, he just feels too bad to tell him the truth. Um, but it's a weird read the first time through. And then, it, yeah, it just it just creates you know more of those like classic. This is a French movie thing too, like the the shenanigans of like dramatic irony where like Robin is like one person knows something in a conversation the other person doesn't where he's talking to Colette and he's like the kid told me and she's like mm -hmm. oh wow you know and they get through the whole conversation without ever yeah understanding what each other yeah. knows that's a super french movie thing the double double entendre yeah there's a reason it's a, yeah there's a reason it's a french word um okay so i also wanted to shout out real quick the little speech that billy crystal gives about parents trying their best I thought that that was a really. I nice love. Moment. I love it when they're like they're kind of fathering the kid together. Yep, and it gets a little more serious. Those those are great little. We moments. see Robin Williams do a chicken dance. Yeah, that was which a is always moment. fun. Always love seeing Robin. He busts out his moves from the set of Jack. Um, he does the same dance whenever he's out on a basketball court in the movie really? Jack. It's great. Um, and let's see. What about the story? He's like, is that is that what you're talking about? Where he's like, well, you know, parents they just. They're trying their best. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like a little. After he tells that terrible story he tells, about his yeah. dog, <laughs> a like traumatic on the story way. that he needs to go over with his therapist, and she's it's like, like oh, it's fine. It's like a little learning moment for Scotty, yeah. you know, to to understand that like his parents are just, just well, maybe best, not man. his parents, but like parents, parents in general are just trying their best. Oh, um, another <laughs> and then Robin at the end, Williams Robin's joke. Like, I, it's okay, I didn't get it either. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great. Joke. Yeah, he's like, what That's is good. the point? Yeah. Another Robin Williams joke that I liked a lot. It's not like worthy for any categories or anything, but whenever they're on the airplane and Robin Williams is doing the most on this airplane, uh, like being hyper anxious Neurotic. and everything else. And just you guys like, Grace guys are going to clear up, sit on a happy face. And then he's, he's like, like, my mommy told me. My mom said that. And I've been working through it for years of therapy. <laughs> It's like, wow! Wait, this what? reminds me. This Jesus reminds me. Remember <laughs> when he just nonchalantly brings up the fact that he was molested by his 
high school teacher. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He's that's a whole other thing with, with the, your Spanish. That's another teacher. thing that back then it's like, yo, sick, bro. You fucked your high school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Would like, not be. Yeah. So if this movie was going to be remade today, <laughs> right? Uh, a lot of things are going to have to be cut out. Well, either cut out or re-examined in the context of the character, because right. this man is clearly very troubled. The first scene he is about to shoot himself in the mouth. Right. Like, we would unpack that a little bit, maybe, it's just and so, contextualize yeah. everything It's just does. so goofy mode. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we could, what if we remake it today, um, instead of Sugar Ray, it's brand new, so then it makes sense that Jesse Lacey yeah. is uh, uh, hooking up with a 16-year-old. Yeah, really, any, uh, <laughs> wow. any emo band. Incredible. Uh, who, okay, so real quick, if we're going to do this, if we were to remake it, who would be the stars? Well, that's a category, oh, we'll, we'll so we should, get, we should get to the category. What's then. the band? I belong on this show. What's the um, new band that they're doing? Like, oh, oh, for a 2022 version <sighs> yep. of this movie? Um, probably Gun Imagine Kelly. Dragons. Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> Ew, you're so right. That, that <laughs> motherfucker sneaks into every movie. Yo, yo sh- you're so right, dude. Shout out to my dad. He like texted us this weekend. He's like, hey, I threw on the Lollapalooza live stream. This Machine Gun Kelly guy's pretty good. No, Rafa! Papa no. Bear. Papa Bear. Happy Father's Day, folks. <laughs> I just didn't respond. I was like, I'll let you have this, Dad. I always, uh, yeah. I'm not going to ruin your oh, fun. man. I was, also, I was just talking to someone about, like, Dad's music taste. How, like, it's almost like like a dog. Like, how, like, sometimes they have something in their mouth. You're like, how'd you even get that? It's like, <laughs> like your dad will just be like, yeah, I really like Corinne Bailey Ray now. And you're like, "Who? how? What? Where did you find that? I, I mean, the worst version, the worst possible version of that is like Greta Van Vliet. Like, I just, my yeah. dad one time was just like, That's so you ever listen to Greta Van Vliet? They're just like good rock and roll music. And I was like, oh, God, Dad. That's just, a good answer so, for like who it would be in this movie. You're so not <laughs> plugged into anything. I mean, if we really wanted to go like, if we wanted to make this movie for like a huge theatrical release, yeah. it would be Harry Styles. <laughs> Well, no, no because the, the we need the fish be, out of water. It has thing. to be a grimy the band. The band has yeah. to be like a, a dangerous, like Sugar Ray. Well, have you ever been to a Harry Styles concert? <laughs> it's it's, is it da- dangerous? it's fish out of water, but a very different it's way. It's grimy. What, yeah, it's, no. The, the, the I feel like it's the most pleasant accepting place in the world. It everyone's is, wearing yeah. baggy pants this kid, with a lot of zippers. No, the, the kid has become like a weeb, and he's like a K-pop stand, and he's following oh, around. Oh, shit. He's following like BTS just around the country. See, I think that's a hit. That's yeah. a hit right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a global sensation. There you uh, go. Speaking- yeah, what if why yeah, why just like end it at Sacramento? Like maybe let's go to like Amsterdam for a concert or something like that. This kid's got money. Yeah. All right. Shall we get to the categories or is there I, I guess all the other notes well, can just there's be some other things, up. but they'll come up in the categories. Okay. Speaking of fathers, uh, I would just want to give a shout out to um uh George Judson. It's his birthday today. Yeah, oh, happy he, birthday, he's being George born. Jensen. No, he's, he's just he's straight up being born. Yeah, today. Being right born yeah. today. He's coming out of his mom's pussy right now. Mm-hmm. So give it thirty years, and the world will either be on fire or we'll have flying cars. Yeah, George Jetson, how will you change our world? How how have <laughs> they not mined the Jetsons' IP? Mm-hmm. That's just money like sitting on the table. Ernie, this is. This is the first We Bought a Mic production. Cut this out. Cut all this out because well, we're going to make this. Yeah, I gotta go. This isn't a comic strip, but it's a like comic strip adjacent because we brought this up when we talked Popeye. Like, yeah, there's like, like a what's lot the next? of. Cause, mm-hmm. Well, because it's Hanna-Barbera, right? So like where, where's the Hanna-Barbera? Robin you know, Williams was in Popeye. I wait, forgot about yes. that. Did you guys, that was our first movie did in Did any series. of you guys oh, really? ever see Scoob? 
No, but you said it was I, awful. I, it's I terrible. It, I turned it off like It's really truly, soon. it's awful. But the thing is, Scoob is trying to set up a Hanna-Barbera extended oh, universe. Like, they okay, bring in, like, I uh, take it crazy all races and, or whatever it is. What is it? Not crazy races. What is it called? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not they bring in, like, my... all the Hanna-Barbera, like, characters and stuff like that, trying to set up this up. And Scoob was such a titanic failure that they just, like, were like, scrap it. Never no, mind. fuck it. Never mind. We're going to do that. Yikes. All right. Let's get to the categories. The first category is what is the best Robinism? So what is the moment in this movie in which Robin Williams does something that only I mean, he can do? He gets an impression reel like 10 minutes into the I movie. I was going to say That's the it. impression reel. Um, he packs a lot into just a few seconds. A lot of costumes. Yeah, that's lot all, of all they fucking give him is a few seconds for some reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also, this, this, does, this isn't my pick. Um, but the, when he is like speaking fake German, oh yeah, oh that's good. I, yeah, I love that. I love definitely. both of them doing Wait, that. That's funny as fuck. I just thought of a thing of, and this is kind of more of just a unanswerable question. Uh, I'll answer it. plot hole kind of thing. So they sneak into the VIP lounge and everything. Robin Williams just like, oh, I need VIP pass to get in. Billy Crystal shows up after a change of heart and just has two backstage passes. Yep. That's nineties. That's nineties movie magic. No, movie. I know. He just like pops. Just, up. He just has like a smile on his face and just like pulls two passes into frame. And I'm like, wait, hey what? man, he's Where he's just come from. He's he rich as like, absolute fuck too. You, you know? just like buy them from like one of the other bands. You see that's that damn performing? car he's got? This man is yeah. loaded. He's probably yeah. It's, so we we uh, I, I guess I the think, dancing, the little dancing bits that he does. Yeah, getting humped by Mark McGrath is yeah. pretty. That is that is pretty iconic. Epic. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's got to be that it's gotta uh, be that one all right the, what is the best moment in the whole movie doesn't have to be a robin moment uh hands down where he thinks he hits somebody i'm sorry that shit is hilarious <laughs> yeah can you look back and see if there's a dead can you body? can you just do me a favor can you just look behind us and see if there's a dead body in the road <laughs> when I, I so i've seen this movie before but i i rewatched it billy crystal's face when Robin says that to him is just, it's such a simple, you know, like, what? He's very good at being, like, but exasperated. He, he was so, like, what? And it was, it was just perfect. Shocked. Just shocked and confused, and he did it perfectly. He gets out of the car. And he looks point. underneath, and he's like, there's no one there. So I have, I have a nominee, but I don't know. You're going to have to tell me if this counts or not. Because it's not exactly one specific moment, but it's just the little brief moments in time whenever Robin and Billy Crystal are in a car together and they just get to do bits. Okay. Because that's, I think that is sure. like the only time when the movie is like really singing you to me. You can like, pick like one. There's, you... well, there's a couple of exchanges that I love. The first one is uh, whenever they get out, Robin Williams gets thrown out of the fucking car shop thing. And it's like, Billy Crystal, like, how, how did you get out of that? He's like, well, I had by him. He's like, oh, how very Joe Pesci of you and then <laughs> they get to seeing the mom working down by the docks and she's like what are you gonna do with her run her tits through a visa machine <laughs> um another See, great for one for some reason none of these landed for me because because if you're already in the the habit the of not space. laughing at jokes yeah yeah you're they're not funny yeah. and once it's funny it's hard i right. try really hard when i watch stuff to go joke by joke because people love to say like blank is not funny amy schumer is not funny the, any every single person has funny jokes. Yeah, yeah. But it, if they're mostly bad, then like 
you're you know they're not the ratio is bad exactly yeah the ratio is awful in this movie um another incredible exchange is uh oh you're just like lou gehrig everybody knows lou gehrig he died of lou gehrig's disease oh god what are the odds of that the odds iconic so good so there's a couple good ones there's a couple good ones in there I mean, if if we yeah, if we wanted to do like best quote or best joke, like those are all there are a lot. Yeah, there are a lot of sure. good lines like in a vacuum in this movie. Yeah, I for best moment, I gotta go with like the the first Sugar Ray concert, like that entire <laughs> sequence when they enter looking for the kid, Billy uh, Crystal getting, getting tangled with yeah, the nose, nose ring, oh, seeing yeah, all yeah. the outfits, Robin going on stage and grinding up on Mark McGrath, like that. All of that—that's the best moment of the movie for yeah. me. That, if they the kept that energy through the entire movie. That would have been masterpiece. Great. That would have been great. Yeah, but it's still great. What's your best moment? Uh, hit, hitting hitting the person. Oh, you said that. Yeah. That's right, Drew. Did you pick one? Uh, well, th- sorry, him thinking he hit the person. Right. Yeah. The when he joke. actually did, it was it was funny. But yeah, when he the first time he, he just does slams the, the fucking brakes <laughs> at the end or later. Yeah. Yeah. I think the most that my face lit up at any given point in the movie is when uh, we're just out in the casino and just like Scotty's trying to like be on the run. And like the pa- camera pans over. I'm like, is that fucking Jared Harris? <laughs> Yeah, with I long hair, I audibly too. said, is that fucking Jared Harris whenever he popped up on <laughs> well, screen? Well, this is how he got Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, his name is in the opening credits, so I was waiting for it. But it was still a big surprise. Who is that? Who is that, by the way? Who is he, that? He's just like, he's now he's like older. He was the, uh, you know, the drug dealer guy. Oh, but, the, dr- the drug dealer. Who yeah, but now chasing. now he's like in his 50s, he's probably. And he's actor. like a very esteemed. Yeah, like yeah, TV he just actor. like pops up and stuff. He was, he was a in, madman. He's fucking he's great in, in Mad Men. Uh, he was in the film of the year, Morbius. Uh, oh boy, he, he was one of Doctor Michael Morbius's yeah. assistants. We're, we're still we're still um, feeling the effects of the summer of Morbius. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Drew, did you pick a moment? No, you don't have. <laughs> no, there's you no can't. moments. What's, uh, there's what's no next? Moments. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is kind of not a real moment. It's literally little <laughs> little jokes I, in between bad on. jokes. You're trying I to did, make a moment out of all You mentioned these. the casino. On top of everything else that they stack on Robin Williams' character. He also is a gambling <laughs> addict? Also, yeah. <laughs> what? The lady comes I'm up. I'm so he's glad like, you brought I, that up. He smacks her hand. I'm playing that one, too. Get out I, of here. I just... <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? See, and there's stuff like that where I'm like... That definitely wasn't a Reitman choice. Like, definitely Robin Williams was like, oh, this will be funny. I'm going to add this thing. But yeah. it's just another goddamn thing on his personality. Yeah, he's like addicted to slot machines. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, the next category is what would you do? Fellas, W-Y-D. What W-Y-D. you doing? So you were going to bring up a scenario earlier, Steve. So yeah. what, what was the context of it? Because we could go a couple different ways here. I kind of forgot. No, the one of, you were talking about, Stephen, was what? What, what if would you, you were do Billy if, Crystal or Robin Williams? Yeah, you, got, you a got a call, a phone call from someone oh, you hooked up what with. You, okay, oh, what would you yeah, do yeah. if if you were uh, Colette? No, 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 if no. If you're it, Billy Crystal or Robin Williams, well, gotcha. more so if, Billy if you Crystal. got a call, I think Billy Crystal is the better from Colette, or gotcha. yeah. you know, just uh, yeah, I guess in this situation from Colette. If and she's you, like, you you have a kid, and also seventeen years ago, if I was Billy Crystal, I'd be like, I'm a lawyer. I'm rich. 
I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I would say, like, uh, okay, we're going to need to figure out, like, do a DNA test eventually. However, right yeah. now, I'm not responsible for finding your fucking kid. Yeah, yeah. I, why, why, why would you call me? <laughs> but if you're Robin Williams and you're about to kill yourself. Yeah, you've got a reason to live now. Mm-hmm. So, so also, you your apartment is about to burn to the ground. Yeah, he's really doing oh, a double yeah, header he's there. He's got a fucking fire God, burning. Right? I forgot about the trash fire. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. He threw all of his life's work, and he's about to put a gun in his... He does put a gun in his face. Kill everyone yeah. in his building, potentially. <laughs> Good lord. Oh, yeah. So, so let's say he doesn't answer the phone. He shoots himself. And the fire burns the whole building down. It's a good thing he has the same phone number. Uh, that's the movie. Colette, day. Colette yeah. saved like hundreds of lives that day. Yeah, Colette's not that bad, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Also, why does he have like a metal trash can in his... <laughs> Like a hobo trash can. You know, he <laughs> just got he just got done uh, filming some scenes from the film Rent, so yeah. he was just burning his trash in order to stay warm. Okay, if I got roped into a situation like this from an old girlfriend, and I was a single, well, well, Billy Crystal's not single. Yeah, that's no, what he's saying. married. Like, he's, he's got, got a, a life. He's got a he's great woman doing his own thing. He's I get a JLD. call from some chick I hooked up with. I'd be like. Girl, if I was JLD, I'd be like, sorry, I don't know what like the the like laws are saying, but I feel like you have to come to me before year sixteen of this child right. for me to give you something. Yeah, if I was JLD and Billy Crystal goes up to me, is like, I need to go find my son. I'd be like, we're done. <laughs> like, I love that you love this guy so much. You call him JLD. Yeah, her, her. Julia. Julia. Oh, oh, sorry. Julia Who's the dude that you're you love? In the movie, Jared Harris, Jared, Jared Harris. Harris, the mustache guy. No, that's Bruce Greenwood, okay. which I also that's... I also love him. He plays the president in National Treasure, <laughs> National Treasure Two, Two Book, Book of Secrets. Secrets. Book of Secrets. Actually, I know what you're gonna fucking he say, also man. he's he's your guy from the the modern movies of uh, Star Trek. Yes, yeah. well, I I I think he was just in one in the first. I thought one. he was in Into Darkness. Too. I think he dies in Into Darkness. I can't remember. I those movies. He's way too. For me. He he's too fit. Well, I, that's what I was about to say. It doesn't Not play as a joke because he's too fit. But he's getting hosed down. Why, you need someone with like a dad bod. And he looks ripped as fuck. It's like, Bruce Greenwood, where have you been all my life? <laughs> Bruce Greenwood, No the one real man knew you dreams. were fucking shredded. I mean, let's be honest. Colette did kind of level up between Billy Crystal and Robin Williams to Bruce <laughs> okay. Greenwood. Like, yeah. my girl, like, good job by you. Good, good job. You, yep. you landed so on the right here's one. A, uh, here's a fella's W a day. What are you doing if you are this teenager? You're Scott. You're a groupie for Sugar Ray, and Mark McGrath is stealing your girl. Well, it sound by the by the events I'm of this movie, it how adventurous like, Mark McGrath is. It sounds like <laughs> you have the hots for a girl that you think is like kind of into Sugar Ray, but you just like want to hang out with her, and then you figure out that actually she's like a Mark McGrath stalker, and you're like you're still like trying to hang out with her, and she's like you know I just. I want to go like to this concert, and then next thing you know, she's she's fucking but, Mark McGrath. So uh, also his it is a funny st dumb teenager thing to do, but the idea that him buying her that thing, the necklace, yeah, that th that would make her like him more. It's like you don't want to play like the money game with Mark McGrath. Like he'll just <laughs> he'll just buy her something yeah. bigger, man. I like that's not the angle here. I'm so glad that you brought that up because that is an insane <laughs> thing. 
I want like a whole movie of just like their squad that they're just going around like following yeah. Sugar Ray around. Like they, there we meet that one other girl who's part of the team. We're yeah. assuming that there's like what like fifteen people all sharing this one hotel room yeah. in Reno. Yeah, there's Park a squad. McGrath. He has a harem of women. <laughs> Did they explain why he owed money to Jared Harris? He was he, he was he one of the drug thing. runners. He was a drug runner for the drug. Yeah, right. and he used all the money he had to buy that necklace to give to the girl. So, so Scotty is a drug dealer. Yeah. So Scotty works. Scotty works for the drug dealer. So at dealing the, drugs. There's a small part. Yeah. There's a small part in the movie where he's like, "There was the drop off. Oh, the drop off. Well, where's the money? Well, where's the drugs? So I think Scotty works for the drug dealers. Yeah. He's just Dear like God. a dumb. He's son. a runner. Fucking convoluted. He's a runner. You know what Again, yeah. th that's a pretty big plot point. To to put, give like maybe five minutes to right. yeah, so barely <laughs> barely <laughs> I just like I don't know what Scotty was thinking in any way whatsoever. Um, to answer your question though, Ever. Drew, I do want to know like I'm like Mark, hey, like you can have my girl, but like how you feel about another piece in there? Like yeah, let's yeah. To, talk about you can Sugar have, Ray. You can have her. What a, yeah. talking about Sugar yeah. Ray? You know it's better. You know it's better than a groupie. Groupies. Hey. Word yeah, up. sugar daddy, hey. sugar daddy. Let's get a little sugar gay. Word yeah. up. <laughs> hey, baby. I want this movie to re be remade, but I want it to still be Sugar Ray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sugar Ray today. Today, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the at the uh, and it's food a bunch and wine of, festival. It's, it's a bunch of 30-year-olds <laughs> chasing them around. Yeah, the climax, yeah. instead of being at a rock festival in Reno, it's at the food and yeah. wine festival. Yeah, they're, just, they're playing like mid-sized amphitheaters right. it's a bunch <laughs> in the of, afternoon. Yeah. It's a bunch of podcasters <laughs> trying to get him on their show. <laughs> The mom goes up on stage, makes out with Sugar Ray, but the dad's like, it's fine. <laughs> I haven't been able to please her. <laughs> it's fine. Um, our, our, yeah, our like 40-year-old son went missing because he's chasing after <laughs> a 40-year-old mom who wants to fuck 40-year-old Mark McGrath. And, oh. and, and uh, yeah, and the dads are like 80 years old. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're old Looking for shit. this 40-year-old, like... <laughs> What are we doing? I'm old. Do you think that if we like Should messaged Mark McGrath on Twitter and we're like, hey, we're covering Robin Williams series for our podcast and we're talking about uh, Father's Day. Message will you come right Will you come on yeah. the pod? Let it be, for the record, let it be known. I genuinely love you, Mark McGrath. I know. Sugar I think he's cool as hell. Message him from the, from the worth Weed Pod. It's shot. I think, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I love your work. I loved your episode of Wife Swap you did with Coolio. Um, How did that go? Did they that. did they stick? Did it? You stick? know, they, they learned a lot about family. Did the swap stick though? <laughs> did it stick? Did they just stay? <laughs> yeah. Are, that's okay. what happens, right? They that's just, like, the goal of wife, wife swap. Yeah. They just like, like switch. Wives. I don't know. I kind of like her more. You, oh, of, you like her at more at the end too? of the episode. They're like, so am you gonna gonna keep going? All right, all right, all yeah. right. <laughs> is this is this Apex Mountain for uh, rock bands being featured in prominent roles? Uh, no, it's Eurotrip. Euro but that's trip. a fake band. It is a fake band. I'm talking about real, real bands. Real bands. Well, featured. if we're including basketball as the next year with Real Big Fish, and Real Big Fish plays a prominent role role in that movie. They, all right, all right. So you're, you're building it. you're building the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> you got Father's Day. Father's Day. Sure. Basketball. Real Big Fish. Basketball. What, what, else what are the other two the other the two bands that are band on here? Movies with. Real bands in the featured prominently in the plot. Yeah, the, of the we're film. in the movie is not about the band. That's an important distinction. Yeah, it's not like, a band movie. It's, it's exactly. not a band movie. They just it's featuring like <laughs> the band is a part of the film. Or holy like shit, we're gonna have to <laughs> assemble this Mount Rushmore. Is this, <laughs> is this, is this Apex Mountain? Um, 
because I, I think this is it. Wait, here's well, another here's another thing Bill Simmons would say about this movie because he says it about every '90s movie. I don't know the collateral. I, I just I might have put Michelle Pfeiffer in there. I mean, she was <laughs> she was whoa, she was smoking. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, she's a real smoker. Yeah, they're talking about right you, now. Bill, you Bill Simmons to. is a uh, he's the he's the actual pod father. I know you wanted to bestow that distinction upon me. Yeah. Well, you started pod- wanna... we started podcasting around the same time. Sure. Yeah. Like sure. two two thousand two thousand one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like like Mark Marin was like, all right, we bought a mic. You guys got there first, but I got to give it to Bill Simmons. You know, you're right, like, because fake bands and real bands in movies are two completely different things. Because think about the movie. Do you guys remember the movie Frank? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, um, that's a great fake band. Uh, in Fassbender. Movie. Yeah. In the big paper mache. Yeah, big paper mache hat. <laughs> that's such a weird movie. Are we all... Um, um, are we Googling bands that are like in movies? Uh, yeah, right but it can't be like a Tenacious D situation because right. the movie is about, about Tenacious right, D. Right. Or yeah. like that thing you do? Yeah, no. Okay, so this is this is on the Steve list. So there's a whole list of movies, as I was saying earlier, of the, my knowledge holes of movies that Steve is trying to fill in. So this is one of them. Oh, I know that thing you do. That thing you do? Well, I, I yeah, I'm not talking for the whole podcast. I'm talking just for me. Yeah. But yeah, Wait. that's that's on the list. What was the other one? Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Wait, you've you never this... seen Joe Dirt? Dude. Seen Joe Dirt. Oh my Come god. On, Joe Dirt. Talk rocks. about a Comedy Central staple, man. Life's that thing garden. was just fucking Joe awesome. Dirt is, garden. is peak it. uh like trash t- trash movie. Like yeah. intentionally, <laughs> you know, like oh it, it's a great movie. What's Tommy Boy? Have you seen Tommy Boy? Never seen Tommy Boy. Oh, oh my god. god. Ernie. Jesus. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a cultured uh <sighs> Fan of film. You're too busy watching like your fast bonder yeah. films. No, I I only watch David Lynch movies. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you like go through life and hear all these like inside jokes? He and, just doesn't and know. I, I don't know. What what do you think when someone says I got the poo on me? <laughs> <laughs> I think about Bruce Greenwood <laughs> Father's Day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're back. Um, yeah. All right. So what what's next on the on the categories? Uh, yeah. Yeah, not not a strong WID this this week. It's, it's well, the way of, WID is more of just like a short answer of like I'm hanging yeah. up. Good luck. Good Robin or bad Robin? I okay, guys. I'm gonna say it. I think this is bad Robin. I think this is bad Robin. Okay, think. I just I feel like I was scared that I was gonna be on island here because we want to place so much blame on Ivan Reitman. I cannot let Robin skate free. He on this does one. have good moments though. Yeah, yeah. yeah like there's always good moments in anything. Like it's not a hundred percent bad. Yeah. It's not like comatose, like Awakenings or something like right. that. But this is just. It's not. I think I still think Awakenings is the worst Robin. Yes, yeah. I well I agree with that. It's the worst use of Robin so by far. far. Mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> I will. I. I just watched that movie for the first time. Awakenings. Uh, Awakenings. Yeah. Did during, you like take I, a Xanax beforehand to like, like a month ago, get in the same it. mindset as Robin Williams? Actually, you know, uh, no. I actually. So I when I say I watched it, <laughs> um, You're I think drunk. I like put it on, like, one point uh, five, one point five or something. And I like fast forward it like <laughs> yes sir this part fast forward this part fast you forward. You know what? That seems like the best way to experience Awakenings. Yeah, I really like it. Was th- I think it's like a two hour movie. It was like thirty minutes for me. Bro, oh, if somebody shit, told, if somebody was... said like, yeah, if Robin Williams was like would have published this in like a memoir or something like, yeah, I actually had a uh, bad issue like bad addiction with Quaaludes right around nineteen eighty two. I'd be like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense with Awakenings with your work on that. My film. guy is um, sleeping through yeah, his is. performance, and he's the guy who's awake in the damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Who's uh, actually being awakened in this movie? Right. Let's find out. Yeah, he learned he learns to like get a girl. Very similar to this, the, his ending in this movie, actually. I hate the end of awakenings. Like all the people just go back to their normal uh, like back to where they were and like, oh, the pill just disappeared. Yeah, but then Robin I learns a lesson about oh, he should like ask a chick out. <laughs> yeah. I hate yes. Yeah, and you're up. supposed to be happy with that. Uh all these people that are like, you know, yeah. So like they made this pill and they, I know we're on a new movie now, but like all these people, you know, are like trapped in their own body. And now they're just like, nah, go back to this being trapped. This happened IRL. Go back. Yeah, it's I based know. on a true thing. I know, but it's like, fuck, dude. Well, okay. So since we're here, like, what would you, well, would you say this is good or bad? This uh, movie. Uh, good. <laughs> There's I'm, a case to be made for Robin. I'm this. saying good, Robin. Because. Uh, uh, if I'm the only one, that's fine. If, I'm, I'm if you're looking Robin. at... No, I, I'm at, closer to your side than they are, I think. Because I, I enjoy... You're like mids, Robin? It's just... it. The movie starts out <laughs> so shaky, and you're so confused about like what his deal is. But once he gets in the groove with Billy, I really like them. Yeah. I like them together. Because Awakenings is straight up bad, Robin. But yeah. just curious, like based on what you've seen of his previous movies... Like his like, good... Like what would relative you, to good Robin? Yeah, what would you, what would you call... Like the best Robin that you've seen. Oh shit! I want to say Goodwill Hunting, but yeah. I can't. We have now that you that just said that. I can't. Like, I'm trying to rack my brain of all the Robin. What about the best like crazy Robin? You know, the best like wacky like Aladdin. I would say is the yeah. best. Uh, Aladdin is kind of the gold standard. If Good. you're talking about actually seeing his face, Dead Poets Society. Dead He's not Dead wacky, Poets though. Yeah, no, I mean, best wacky is Good Morning Vietnam, probably yeah. seeing his face. That's mm. just him doing his stand-up bits, though. Like, Damn, dude, I gotta, okay. I gotta take a look. You a like look Jumanji? Jumanji's great. Mrs. Doubtfire, you know, mm. all those Ooh. earlier on. Um, okay, next category is how many Robins out of ten. So this is about the intensity of Robin. Yeah, like not how, how good or bad it how, is, but how, how powerful is on the Robin this? scale? How, how crazy uh, is he like going? his his um, like how much is he giving it? Yeah, or how, how sicko yeah. mode is he going? He's going pretty crazy. We're like think like this Aladdin. Is, Aladdin is like a ten. Yeah, because he's like is Awakenings nuts. is a zero. Yeah, okay, or a one. This is I'd like a, this is a probably um, probably like a seven. Yeah, I want to. I'm like, like a seven or eight because he's, I like that. I think he can, because he's so wacky and zany. He can lean into that, um, that his depressed, neurotic self. Yeah. He can lean into that and and kind of make that come alive. This is a, yeah. I would say that's a good number. I was yeah. gonna say eight. I'm, I'm closer. I'm closer eight-ish. to like six. But he's he's crazy with it. He, I know, but uh, but see, my Robin scale is more in the context of how it fits in the movie. And even if he is going crazy, to me it didn't land. But nothing fits in this movie. I, this I movie, know that's why <laughs> the movie's like a collection of like jagged edges. But he's he's going for it. You yeah, know? I I'm somewhere. I'm like probably like right around a seven eight eight ish maybe yeah. even because there's a lot of choices just all throughout this movie it's like man that's that's another choice that we're making here. Oh okay, we're doing that. So now. All right. are we recasting it? Well, I wanted to to ask. Because uh, Hunter, you mentioned you wanted to talk about what happens the next day. Did we want to do that as a category? Oh, of like what Robin Williams? What what's going on there? What after this movie ends? What happens? Because so, we kind of we kind of did it with Jack about how Jack literally dies. After, <laughs> he dies the day after graduation, the, immediately after the credits um, roll. I think that I like so. This category. 
Robin Williams, um, he he fucks this lady that he pulls up on the side of the road. He he takes. <laughs> They go out to the wine country. Does does his seventeen years later history repeats itself? <laughs> yeah, she calls him up. This time he has an yeah. assault rifle in his mouth because it's to show the time has passed. <laughs> to yep. show the yeah. How, so does his reluctant flying? Because they're on the way to the airport. They they're on the same flight. No, well they don't end up they going don't, to the airport. Have you watched the end credits? They end up not going. Oh, they go the different they, way. Yeah, he calls Billy Crystal and is like, "Hey, as I'm, the credits, are I'm rolling. on my way to so and so." He's like, "What? No, you got my car. Bring it back." He's like, uh, uh, "I sorry. met someone." Yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm about to smash. Yeah. Uh, so okay. he, sorry, I'm about they, to get something in your car. Off, real they quick. drive off off into the distance. Him okay. and, and then the hottie. Okay, so no plane involved. Maybe she is totally fine with whatever the fuck is going on with his mental state right, and wait. they live happily ever after. Another uh, another quick quick stepping back here for a second. What you doing of your girl who just your car broke down on the side <laughs> of the road and Robin Williams pulls up next no, to No, I'm not getting in that car. I don't I don't care how nice his car is. He's it's, a freak. Well, it's he's so horny. Really nice he is car, horny as though. fuck off rip, though. <laughs> well, here's like from the I know that 97 was a different time, but still, I just would not get inside. Some of that women car. like it when you're very like upfront and just ask if you have a husband right off top. Like, hello, nice to meet you, husband. Hi, do you yeah. have anybody who would look for you if your body went missing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's what get I'm in my here's, car. Here's what is, here's what happens in real life. Ready? They drive off. Not five minutes goes by. He thinks he runs over a body. She gets the fuck You're so out. right. She gets the fuck out of the car, and she's like, oh, my God, why did I do this? That's so good. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. What good is that car going to do him if he, he keeps thinking he's running over people with it? He, he's going to destroy He passes the- out. Yeah, at the wheel. <laughs> he's going to find out very soon that that's not his son. He's going to have a <laughs> mental breakdown and he's going to kill himself. Oh, or, shit, that's, that's or, what I'm saying. This, ha- this ending is not happy for everyone. Not, it's definitely or, ending badly. It's such a band aid fix. They enjoy a weekend in wine country. Then he's like, I want you to come meet my son. Yeah. <laughs> she takes her to meet his not son and uh, she falls in love with him. They have a great relationship years later. The wow. son is like, listen, I've been lying to this man for years. <laughs> oh, he pulls he pulls that around the new wife and tells her this information, you not got, him. You gotta let, let him off easy because I'm about to uh, just not talk to him ever again. <laughs> and he's gonna think that, like, I hate him, but the fact is, is that I just, I need to go see Sugar Ray on their next tour. Yep. <laughs> no, maybe he's like, I, I'm very distraught. Mark McGrath has left their band Sugar Ray to start his own uh, hosting. Got, sh- he is now hosting a television show. This is Father's Day Part 2. We're writing the script and right now. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Ivan Reitman, it. come back to life. No, let's Robin get, Williams, let's go. No, let's get his son. Oh, Jason. 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 Jason's already revived one Ivan Reitman yes. IP. Let's bring it back Father's round Day two, baby. Father's Day Afterlife. Father's Let's Day. Go. <laughs> okay, so re-caging couch. Where would you put Nick Cage in this movie? <laughs> this is, is so this easy. Jared Harris? Yes. Yeah, no, Jared oh, Harris. I hate to lose him, though. No, Here's the, the, the thing. The, the weird drug dealer guy. That's, yeah, that's, that's always perfect. Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Could Nicholas Cage. <laughs> he could be the 90... Pierce. He could be Mel Gibson. Yeah, Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, Pierce. He could be he Mel could Gibson. Be for sure. Just, I want to ask the question. Could Nicholas Cage be Robin Williams in this movie? 
Could you I, be that character? I was no. thinking but, about but it. But you have to recast uh, Billy Crystal too. No, you don't. I don't think so. What if we just like ninety seven? Yeah, ninety seven. We, he's doing... he's throwing heaters in ninety seven. Yeah. This no, is the But this this is so left field. No, because Nick Cage in every movie in that time it was like a. You know, like a kind of like a badass. You know, he was like right. con air. You know, fighting off bad dudes. He's not a neurotic. Yeah, does he want to go zany, back? funny guy? Like he, back to like Moonstruck kind of era. Yeah, in the cage. Because in the Rock, he's like he's weird, but he also is a badass by the end of that. that movie. Yeah, the nineties just weird. The Nick Cage nineties. That's him. Like I think trying to rebrand himself as yeah. like a serious so really, like action star. Right. So right. you're, I think you're right. Cage actually says no. We were we were approaching him, and he's saying no, thank you. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Unfortunately, yeah, he has to turn it down how about um well you you want to you don't want to get someone too old in the robin role um because i was thinking like maybe michael douglas in the in the, the robin, robin role yes no this has to be a slapstick it's comedian. gotta be yeah we this need... has to i was thinking dana carvey we give him a shot mm-hmm. because he night peak peak dana carvey was mid 90s and then he just never quite found his fit in the movies and this was a this movie obviously him and Billy hard, Crystal so. could really work together. I think. Oh, like, yeah, they would both look like tall. Are we recasting, um, like with today's people or either like either back way? In the day? Whatever, either yeah. way. Whatever you, you could think. take like I either want because uh, if we're doing fuck. today, I want Chris Pratt as the <laughs> oh, no. as the Billy Crystal character. <laughs> um, if no. we're doing this in like 2008, <laughs> I feel like they're putting Rain Wilson in that role. They're putting in Dwight. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, that. That, that is somehow and an even bigger flaw. Instead, <laughs> yeah, instead of he's like playing like hyper neurotic kind of guy. Yeah, no, no doubt. That makes sense. I can see that. Jesse um, Eisenberg. Could Nicholas Cage. No. It's like wait, a mumblecore. Could Nick Cage play Mark McGrath? I could see that. I just believe like, that more. He's just tonguing a 16 year old. <laughs> I could see that. He literally more. did it in Face Off this year in 97. So for the for the Crystal role, we're doing Hangover Era Bradley Cooper. I was just about to say because that's the role he's playing in that movie. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he's he's like doing a pretty suave, like rich hotshot guy who's around a bunch of morons. Yeah. But I was I was thinking uh Jeremy Piven. Piven. Oh, Piven. Mid 2000s Piven. Yeah. Piven was kind of on fire. Well, back I guess then. he was a little young for that role, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, is this is this entourage? the entourage guy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I my only thing with Bradley Cooper is that I feel like he's too hot for this role. Yeah. What um, I mean by that is like disrespect to Billy Crystal much. <laughs> no, but Billy Crystal is a different type of. I do think Billy Crystal is like low key kind of with it, but like there's kind of nothing. That, there's nothing about the character that requires him to be mids looking. But like I think that Bruce Greenwood needs to be the hottest of the three. <laughs> he needs to be. I think that it's an important character thing that like she yeah. settled down with the right one. Okay, right. so recast Bruce Greenwood. Greenwood. It's Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the mustache, with CGI, the mustache CGI, CGI. I would love mustache. to see him come out of a porta potty covered in shit. <laughs> I would love that. Uh what's the what's the, who's the guy? Um he was in the nineties. Oh shit. He he was in um Tom Cruise. No, 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 no. Tommy boy. I want to say the Princess Bride. Oh C- Carrie Elways. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie Elways. What's his the name? The blonde guy? The blonde guy. Carrie? C A R Y. Yeah. E L W E S. Yeah, the blonde guy, the the guy who He wears... he plays the stepdad in Liar Liar. 
okay. would be he would be a good like the guy she settles down that's with. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, that you're so what right. Because that's what what he looks like. Let's yeah. keep it in the Princess Diaries mode. What if we get Wallace Shawn to Princess play Bride. the to play the Princess Bride, yeah. <laughs> Did I say diaries? <laughs> the no, Robin he, Williams. He said role. Princess Diaries. Oh, Princess Bride. Princess um, Bride, let's get Wallace Shawn to play the um the Robin Williams part. He just like sees a dead body in there. He's like, inconceivable. <laughs> Uh, how about, 100 verbal points for that impression. How about um, Jonah Hill? As the as son? Who? As Robin. As the son. Jonah Hill and Let's get stepbrothers era Jonah Hill. Or uh, um, super bad era Jonah Hill. So what is Jonah Hill and then like what? Paul Rudd. <laughs> okay. I like Paul Rudd. I feel like Jonah Hill could fit with Bradley Cooper. But then because current Bradley Cooper just isn't doing this. Yeah, but, but you were well, saying you were saying he like makes it like an auteur film. But if it's can... 2005, then that means that she's a pedophile for fucking Jonah Hill <laughs> 17 years ago. <laughs> yeah, we're having to pluck actors from two different generations at that yeah. point to put them together. Uh, it's just it's hard to find someone that's good at playing this type of weirdo because it's um, not a not the best. It's not a very specific character. I have a nominee. Like general weird guy. I have a nominee yeah. for the worst casting for Robin Williams. Uh, 2007, Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but him, but aged up. That's another pedophile um, situation. So here, uh, I don't. I'm sorry. Like, I just sometimes I see like dead bodies whenever <laughs> I drive. I, like, I, I might be your dad. I like fucked your mom like 17 years ago. Yeah, like I'm. I'm sorry if that's inconvenient for you. Uh, um, I could also see in the Billy Crystal role, Jason Bateman. I was, dude. I was absolutely gonna say that. Bateman's yeah, a good. Yeah, he's one. he's Bateman's the classic good. exasperated straight one. man. Yeah. He's so good at it. Jason Bateman would be a great Billy. Um, Crystal. in the crazy screenwriter role, we get '90s Michael Richards, Kramer. Yeah, the King. He he is so good at physical yeah. comedy. Not many people are straight up in Hollywood um, good at physical but comedy. But do you want to cast Michael Richards? If we're in the, in the '90s, movie? I absolutely yeah. want to cast yeah. him. Uh, Airheads. You seen the movie Airheads? No. Oh man, put that on the list. That's I'll not, be here for that. Airheads one. is yeah. It's a great movie. It's another classic cable movie. Just yeah. out here at the Comedy cable Central classics. every day. I would, I would see it it's every fucking day. Channing Tatum for the Billy Crystal role. Anyone? Any takers? No. no. Put him with Jonah Hill. We no, love them. Not in the Crystal role. In the what if we just do? What like, if he's Bruce Greenwood? The, he, the thing he gets is, covered uh, in shit. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think I'm going too young. I keep yeah yeah you, gotta, you have to think middle aged guys yeah you gotta go for someone that you can buy the problem like, honestly I mean that's kind of the problem with doing modern day is uh, movies in general kind of skew younger these right. days like there aren't as many middle aged movie stars right. anymore like it's like a middle aged movie star is like Ryan Gosling Ryan Gosling is like way too fucking hot yeah and like he does not fit into this movie especially middle aged comedic guys you know Clunebag could be the straight man Clunebag, yeah Clune's great yeah the Cloonster he could do but it but again you aren't leaving Clooney you get a chance at Clune Dog <laughs> for Bruce Greenwood no offense Bruce Greenwood he left her bitch yeah, ass. but Clune Dog just walked away what about Will Ferrell as in, Robin in the Robin role I could see that I was actually like thinking 06 about that for a brief Will Ferrell yeah. I was thinking about that for a second yeah or Him. Jack Black maybe are we feeling Jack Black? I love <laughs> Jack Black. I think that he would be, he would kind of annoy me <laughs> at a certain point in this. Because if the problem is that either way, no matter what we're doing with this movie, we're rewriting it. Like yeah. we have to rewrite certain scenes because yeah. Jack Black trying to do this script would be insane. <laughs> like 
Him just going so balls to the walls. Ben Stiller. The worst way. In the Billy Crystal role. Stiller, I could see that. He also, I mean, he never got the chance. He didn't get to do enough zany shit. But him in like Zoolander and fucking um, Dodgeball, he can go crazy with it. Yeah. Like he could go Robin Hood. I mode. mean, the, there's always Jim Carrey. That's yeah. like kind of the classic go-to for a Gotta lot of bring these it up 90s every time. I feel like the thing things, is back then, Jim, Jim I don't Carrey see... like just dominates whoever he's on screen with. He's too energetic. I also, yeah. I don't couldn't think. Be a, he couldn't be like a side yeah it's not yeah he's not in like a two-hander he's not getting uh, yeah also jim carrey don't really buy him as a dad that much yeah you need a father energy for for father's day i can see that he's like a kid i guess so he's a boy dad he's a baby boy dad god jim carrey's 60 yeah jesus man man. oh oh okay i wanted to bring this up okay we we got to wrap up soon but this movie gave the pathway to Mamma Mia. <laughs> I go on. It's so funny you said this. Gaia literally said this exact same thing whenever we were watching this movie. Yeah, it's, it's a Mamma Mia. I think Mamma Mia ripped off about its the plot whole thing of like who is the dad. Three and... fathers yeah. that we don't know, and by the end, they're all still the father. They're all no, homies. No one so, picked the actual father. That's Mamma Mia, dude. Who? Like if the the three piece of your collective dads between Robin Williams, um, Billy Crystal, and Bruce Greenwood, versus uh, Pierce Brosnan, was it Colin Firth and Stellan Skarsgård? Who is the who's the better trio of dads? Mamma Mia, every day, all yeah, day. I, I actually have to agree with you. I, yeah, you can't. You. Can't I want that. one I'm of sorry. their genetics. Just either one. I'm not even picky. Just give me one of the three. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Any other. Recaging thoughts. No, I did want to bring up real quick. We did get a mailbag question. What the hell? What uh, does that mean? From the Discord. Shout out to the Discord, all the donor boys. Uh, Popsicle Prophet, aka Brett, donor friend of the pod, asks, "What is your favorite part of a roller coaster?" <laughs> like film thoughts was just theoretically. Like a real roller coaster? Yes. What is your favorite part of a roller coaster? <laughs> um, come um, on. Is guys. this like is the break? Is this it like is either the build? I mean, it's either the build up or the first fall. Is that what the question is essentially getting at? I like Maybe. feeling the wind in my hair. There you go. Mm-hmm. I, that's true. I'm a very sweaty guy, so I do like when the wind blows in my. That's hair. a great. The wind call. is like a. It's like a natural outside AC unit. Mm-hmm. I I always refer to wind as that. I'm like, God, what a great natural AC that I have yeah, blowing great, on my face. God's right got a now. great AC. So yeah. I guess I guess because of that, partially, I would say my favorite part usually is going really fast in a straight line on a roller coaster. You know, because okay. if my head gets knocked around, I get headaches a lot. Right, yeah. right. I like doing a little flip. I like feeling my stomach go bloop. My, I enjoy that. I do like the buildup of the the. K- 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 yeah. My favorite part of a roller coaster is the crippling fear I feel just standing in line, waiting, thinking that like these are my last moments on earth and I'm spending them waiting in line. Yeah, I I changed my answer to that. And then and then every every step you take closer to the roller coaster, you feel like I can just leave. I could just at any moment. No one is forcing me to be here. Why are you doing me? Why are you writing? Well, no, but the best. (laughs) But you have to add in the important element of around the two hour, 15, two and a half hour mark. You have somebody say like, guys, I promise Rise of Resistance is going to be so worth it once we get on there. Like it's going to be so worth it. That's that's a that's a themed uh, 
multimedia attraction. Oh. Yeah, Hunter. I actually am just here for the content, really. The the crippling fear adds to the intense excitement that builds to a sense of catharsis. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Actually, thank you for your question, Brett. <laughs> when you're actually dropping and all gravity sort of leaves you for a moment and you feel like you're flying. I want to ask um, uh, that person, what is their favorite part of a roller coaster? That's, yeah. A- answer for your crimes, Brett. You hear that? Mm-hmm. Brett, I, I want know. Brett. I, Brett's a fucking engineer. He probably is just like whenever you can like feel the the centrifugal g force. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whenever you can feel the hard engineering work that went into a satisfying yeah. experience. Yeah, my favorite part of a roller coaster: the blueprints. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brett, I want your like, answer on, those on my desk at eight a.m. tomorrow morning. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for this great episode, boys. Let's wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Any uh, final thoughts on Father's Day or Robin Williams or anything that you want to bring up? Happy birthday, uh, George Jetson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, happy birthday, George Jetson. Mark? Mark, hit come us on up. the pod. Come on, McGrath, the pod, Mark. Come on here. Where you at? This is a weird ass movie. Um, I think the way it starts really dug it into a hole. And I think obviously audiences very much agreed with that. The fact that it flopped so hard with so much money going into it. It's because it, it doesn't make you feel any sort of sense of empathy until like an hour into the movie right um it's good to cover flops my like this my my girlfriend like eight minutes into the movie she said yeah i'm definitely about to play my ds nice. <laughs> nice. it's a bad start man i actually do think the movie does get better as we start as we go along yeah. but it's, no, the, the second half i it thought starts had bad, yeah really good moments. it just i think there's there's a lot of laziness on the directorial side of things i think ivan was sort of coasting through this um and uh it's just a clunker despite all that we get some really great moments from our two guys here and i don't i don't want to belittle that because these are two great actors that got to star together yeah we got to see them together you know that's why where would you uh where would you rank um of all paul mccartney's songs (laughs) oh my god (laughs) including beatles these (laughs) songs i mean it's got to be top five yeah top five i was gonna say top two with the two tracks i can't decide which (laughs) one's the top two yeah um number three is like let it be (laughs) (laughs) um the christmas i will say is this an example of a better poster than a movie this great poster poster is Mm. not good (laughs) i kind of i love it it looks it, it's kind of like so bad it's good. I it's like class. It. It's the classic '90s. Yeah, it's uh, the odd font is on awful. top of a white background. Oh, yeah. This font is so bad. Between this and Jack, like dear terrible, God, terrible we gotta fonts. just just stick with Times New Roman if you don't have any better Cooper, ideas. Cooper, like, uh, Cooper Black, I think. Cooper Black, classic, classic yep. font. Oh, just exactly. Just, God, that's a good font. Come on, good font. Go fucking. Fuck, yeah. This is it's borderline papyrus. It's insulting to my eyes to look at this. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Watch your f- get get James Cameron's name out your fucking mouth. They just mouth. fucking typed in papyrus. <laughs> That's it. You excited for Avatar two, Steve? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just checking. That yeah. was charitable. Just checking. Of you. Just checking. Yeah. Sure. Uh, what you what you got to plug to the people? Let them know if you got anything going on. I know you're a trivia boy. Oh boy, for all yeah. You locals out there. Yeah, yeah. If you like playing trivia, um, uh, Missing Link Entertainment. Um, I'm mostly in Winter Springs, Longwood. If you if you're feeling smart, come out and see me. Uh, Missing Link Entertainment. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, that rules. 
I think that's that's all I got. I, what I have you, a quick. Have you watched the rehearsal? What? Okay, no, so the show, the rehearsal. Have you ever heard no. of Nathan Fielder? This right, sounds familiar. We're, we're we to have to. Okay. We have to end this episode. No, we have to. Will, I'm gonna have to show you something about the rehearsal, but we're gonna have to take that off, Mike. There's a, a whole show? bit in the very first episode about a guy who's like obsessed with trivia. Yeah, yeah. and it's in. It's incredible. He's it's actually so a good. trivia expert. Yeah, he's a trivia expert. Yeah, yeah. But okay. He did lie about. He does his not have a master's degree. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll take this off. We have a whole conversation. All right. About the um, thanks for having me on. Of course, man. Appreciate you. Will be back. Soon, I hope. We got to get through a lot of Robin pods. We yep. just announced part two of our series. This is the first episode in part two. Hey. So we're going to be talking about Robin Williams for the rest of 2022. Fuck yeah. Covering a lot of Robin. I, I think I might try to watch every single Robin Williams movie because I'm fucking crazy. You should watch Father's Day again. <laughs> yep. No, thank yeah. you. Start from the no. beginning. <laughs> Thank you all for listening and watching. Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, like, and comment, and let us know what you thought of Father's Day. It is available on Canopy. Uh, if you don't want to pay the $2.99 to, to rent it, you can just watch it with a library card on Canopy, like I did. Uh, it's worth the money, though. Donate to the show, webottomike.net, if uh, you want to support everything that we do here. Thank you, beautiful donors, for donating. Next week... We got Flubber, mm. a Robin Williams classic. Stay oh, tuned yeah. for that. Uh, and maybe a little ketchup. Maybe a little nope. 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 I just finished the the bear. Bear. So I need Love me to some see bear. that. I need oh, thank you, you, Chef. Show. You, thank you, Chef. You would love the bear. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just you coming have out lived. of the hospitality industry, like, after, like, 20 years. Yeah, I so need to fucking watch Also, show. there might be, like, some triggering moments when watching <laughs> The Bear. As yeah. somebody who also worked in a kitchen in the past that I was, yeah. like, had a... I was, like, oh, my God, I, this is hitting a little bit too close Get to home right now, what I'm right seeing. Now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe wait it out a little bit <laughs> and then dive into the, the intensity of The Bear. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank you all. We love you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay.